0: This week's episode is brought to you by Colt 45 and Bananas, Breakfast of Champions. Hey, what's going on? This is Tay, the former co-host of Keep It Basement with the Swings. I see the boy Swings done blew up without me. You are tuned in to Keep It Basement and keep it locked here. Yeah. More fire. Come on, man. I'm too Hollywood for this podcast. Yeah, I heard you tried to get bitches to the crib. That didn't work, obviously. And then your bum ass intern, very unreliable and unprofessional. <laughs> keep it, keep it, keep it basement, man. What? Keep it what radio? It's basement radio. Keep it basement.
1: Put it down with Mike Sweeney. Dude. Mike Sweeney, keep it basement. The idiot. What's going on? This is Mike Sweeney. Jeez. What's up, homie?
0: Do so you want me to shout out Mike Sweeney, or, or what? Are you Jewish? Ah, uh, no, I'm actually not. No, I'm not Jewish. Would it be better if you, like, well, if I told you I was Jewish? Oh no, you're a white kid, right? Yeah, what? Yeah, I'm white. Oh no, I'm just trying to Sweeney. I know some. People. All right, so basically, you want me to shout out Keep It Basement, right? We in the keep It Basement? Yeah. Keep it what? Like Keep It, like Keep It in the house. Keep it in. Keep It Basement. Yes. And what, what's your name, you guys?
2: Hi, my name is. My
0: name is My name is Kevin Sweeney.
1: Mike Sweeney. But that was still so cool. Oh man. How did I get that wrong? Nikki Paris and you're listening to Keep a Basement Radio. Don't go
0: anywhere, bitch. And you keep doing you. What the fuck is this? My ex was a gamer. Right? <laughs> did she get jumped in or did she get or did I she get her. trained in? Like I'm like, and you couldn't ask her. <laughs> Mr. So what are you doing for you? How was that your girlfriend? Your girl, bro, 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 bro. She was getting all that cryptic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> did she crip walk on you? Uh,
2: That's I, not so I, 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 bad. Bad, 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 bad. Okay, bro, thanks.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, it's marginal. <laughs> you know what's crazy? A lot of white people never think big, big picture as black people do. Uh, I like hip hop culture. I feel like I'm part of hip hop culture, but I don't know where I stand, and I feel weird about it. I feel like you should.
0: Like I'm like wait, 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 wait.
1: marginal. <laughs> All right, Sweeney, I'ma see you later. <laughs> Stay black. <honey>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's not so bad. Not so bad. So bad. We have it, folks. Keep it, <laughs> keep it, basement podcast. It's
2: time to make my
0: move. Sweet taste of victory, like Opus Mavandi. Damn
2: that shit was dope. Damn, son, where'd you find? I was like, this? dude, I should go to bed at nine thirty because I'm fucking tired every day. That's why I live off coffee, but I won't. Like tomorrow, I'm gonna go to this new stand. I'm gonna see Norman, I'm gonna be Ari, Joe List with Raph and Drew, and I'm gonna have so much fucking fun. I'm just gonna be like, why can't I just do this every fucking night? Great flyer. You asked for this. Who made
1: that? You Cabrio. asked
2: for it. I was making a Michael Jackson joke, so you put all the Michael Jackson shit in there. Gianna got mad. Yo. What is this? What it do, baby? Yeah, cuz. Shout out to History of Hyenas. Hyenas. All right, guys. Keep a basement uh, official announcement. We have a engaging collaboration creative event incorporating a live podcast coming up on October 17th with Strix Media. If you guys know Dan Jan Francisco, I hope I'm saying that right.
1: Um, <laughs> just say Dan Jan. Dan Jan. Is yo, that what he actually yo, goes yo by?
2: Dan Jan. Yeah, just say Dan Jan. Uh, Dan Jan with Strix Media. Yo, keep it basement here. We have yep a, yep. All right, Mike, cut it up. We have an official announcement for a collaboration we were doing with Strix Media at their Engage Collab Create event at the Horseshoe Tavern in Morristown, New Jersey, October 17th. Keep a basement. We'll be doing a live podcast with them with all kinds of creators. The event is open to any creators, videographers, content creators, YouTubers, podcasters, photographers, whoever it may be. So me and Mike are going to be doing a live podcast with them uh, at the event. That's October 17th. It's a Thursday. You can get tickets via the Eventbrite on their Facebook page. We've reposted it several times too. We'll be promoting it for the next couple of weeks on Instagram, obviously, and Facebook, wherever else. Um, save five dollars on your ticket using the code "Keep It Basement." So use that coupon code "Keep It Basement." One word. Use that coupon code for five dollars off your ticket. Get tickets now. There's gonna be music. There'll be fucking food. I think there's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be fun, and it's October seventeenth. Um, any creator, any anybody who creates podcast comedy. You know, music, anything.
1: Entrepreneurs, too. entrepreneurs, <laughs> business owners, <laughs>
2: comedians. Comedians. Come check it out. It's at the Horseshoe Tavern in Morristown, New Jersey. So please come out if you are, you know, if you're interested. Food, drinks, live music. It'll start at approximately 6 p.m. I think that's roughly when we'll start the podcast with, uh, with Strix. And then there's some live bands after that. So uh, it'll be fun. We'll be talking with business owners, entrepreneurs, anybody. And uh, this just a good event to network at and meet others. Who can help you and you can help them?
1: keep a basement, you never know who will bring a porn star u f c fighter an author a uh, best selling author or a rapper, an entertainer, or just derelicts like us true um
2: keep a basement, yeah, so keep a basement we'll look out for that we'll be promoting that everywhere yeah, originally um, we were gonna this. we were gonna
1: go with a big namer, but we figured it would probably just be easier to bring the original crew and us and just uh talk to the crowd and people there like entrepreneurs uh entertainers, podcasters. YouTubers, you yeah. know, you name it, you know they've musicians, d- everything.
2: They've already done two of these events and they were very successful. They said so. They're hoping it just gets better each time. This one, this will be their third one. Um, you know, we're gonna meet all kinds of people, so we're just looking forward to it. Uh, it should be fun. Um, yeah, so, you sound thrilled. Um, fuck, it's ten o'clock at night. and I'm tired. and I'm hungry. Um, so, I got pizza. No, I don't want cauliflower pizza. Come out if you're a creator. Come out. Get tickets. To Eventbrite. Go to Strix Media's Facebook or Keep a Basement's Facebook, and Instagram for a link to get tickets via Eventbrite. They're promoting it hard as well, so check out Strix Media. Follow them, and then you can follow us. We'll be promoting it weekly for the until the event. So it's not for another month. you know, over a month, another about five weeks. So just stay on the lookout for that and and come by if you're in the if you're in New Jersey, New York area. Morristown is a very popular area, thriving area. A lot, of, a lot of stuff going on there. So definitely try to make the time to come out if you're available.
1: Also, in the future, Strix Media comedy event could be in the works, which would be dope.
2: Yeah, definitely. That would be really dope. With a headlining comedian and some yeah.
1: other uh, open, open mic comedians or he- middle, whatever the fuck it is, a bunch of comedians, just supporting comedians. How dare you. I wasn't even saying anything wrong. Um, also, the announcements, is that it with the Strix, Strix Media?
2: Yeah, I just wanna. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll we, we, you know, we have <laughs> we haven't put a podcast out in a while, but we're gonna we'll, we'll keep uh, promoting it on the upcoming podcast, of course.
1: This will be the announcement for the podcast, dipshit. Are you getting it? So
2: you don't have to say that. Oh, that's, that's good. That's smart. Yeah, yeah are you fucking moron. I still mention it. That's how Maxwell we got more shit. I'm
1: feeling fuck. it. Also, the Mickey Gall fight coming up. Talk about that. Because the last two podcasts were at Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Gym with the Fighters and yep. Savages. And then also the one before that was Straight to Jersey with Mickey Gall. And the announcement came to a new fight. So talk about that. And promote that fight.
2: Mickey Gall, baby. We did do a Gracie Academy <laughs> where he trains for his fights. Uh, Lebanon, New Jersey. We did a live pod there with some amateur fighters and Mickey himself on the mats. I got choked out twice. got to promote I'm more of Probably got ringworm, but yeah,
1: I got uh, what was I saying?
2: Sirs or he was Mercer? laughing.
1: Mercer, 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 sure whatever. I don't know. I think it's you called. got Mercer.
2: Uh, Mickey is fight is officially announced. He's fighting at UFC ESPN 7 in DC on December 7th, Pearl Harbor, uh, against Carlos. Condon. Are you sure it's December 7th? It's December 7th, positive against Carlos. Con, who he's damn, we gotta fuck beat, up. we gotta
1: beat those Japs. You are
2: Carlos is <laughs> not Japanese. I'm kidding. He'll be facing Carlos Condit. That's a fucking great fight. So be the on new the natural born killer, right? Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Um, and check out the last episode at Gracie Academy. It's pretty fun. We catch up with all different kinds of guys.
1: Oh yeah, give a shout out to the crew and their fights as well this week. Yeah, uh, shout
2: uh, out to uh, Russ the Corbelizer and Brett the Bulldog. Bulldog. You guys, they have fights coming up this weekend at uh, Sherman Theater in East Stroudsburg, PA. Is it Maverick MMA? Yeah, Maverick MMA. So they're is amateurs trying to make it big. And uh, shout out to them. Good luck to them. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, maybe somebody who's listening will be able to check that out if you're in Pennsylvania. So
1: um, and shout out to them, Chris, Gracie Jitsu Jim. Good yeah. podcast
2: episode. Mark, shout out to Mark, Chris, a couple of the other guys,
1: and the intern. Yeah, then and it zero black, and black thirty. 30? Was it zero black 30? Zero zero thirty? Zero dark
2: thirty. Zero It's the movie dipshit. Zero black thirty because he's black. You he racist fuck. No, I didn't know. I forgot. I'm, I'm just kidding.
1: kidding. We're going off the we're going off the whim here. Uh, no notes or anything. Uh, just announcements. And then also Exotica two thousand nineteen. Shout out to Exotica.
2: Yeah, it's still a while is away, but we got Exotic. What up. the fuck? It's just the same. It's like the same where Strix Media is a month away. True. It must be announcement. Another two weeks after that. Yeah, that's Exotica it. Exotica 2019 at Ed, Edison, New Jersey is the last weekend of October. October 20th. Special guest host. Thank you. We'll be there. The Swings will be there looking like a nervous, wreck idiot. Stormy Daniels Shout will be there, Gordon. and I will be confronting her regarding her sex. She's got a NDA
1: N-DNA on that, yo. What? DNA. I'm N-DNA. asking about Donald Trump, don't give a fuck. I'll get kicked yeah, out I would out Yeah, too. I don't, I don't care. That's mean. Don't do that. They're good peeps. Do the last day. We got to get um, some good video quality. Do
2: you know who Daniel Johnson is? It's a musician who
1: died. A lot of... A, who gives a fuck? I'm just kidding. A I lot of know. these girls aren't going to be there, though. I feel like the porn industry is the music industry. I looked at
2: the lineup. I recognize some names, but I don't know... Yeah, if you
1: definitely recognize. You. you jerked off to like 75% of the lineup. Don't no, know. I
2: haven't. I actually... It, took, it literally... The amount of porn stars are gonna be there, I had to scroll through for about five minutes before the first person came up that Th- I recognized.
1: That's my thing. People think I know all the porn stars. I don't. I just want to ask funny quick internet questions. Genuinely
2: on that the list for this year, I think I knew about three or four. You and seen- Stormy Daniels was one of them. Have
1: you seen the trend that's going on? And Alexis Texas. Have you was seen there. the trend? I think that's gonna be the future.
2: Yeah. All like the
1: cam girls are are becoming more popular than the porn stars.
2: Yeah, that's it's entrepreneurship.
1: And like the cam girls also have like a huge like niche following of probably all nerds online who jerk off.
2: Yeah. You know. That's what it is.
1: Yeah, but we've been getting messages. When is the newest podcast episode coming out? Yeah, we've
2: been a little stagnant. We got shit coming up. Um, you know, we'll have one out. We'll have one out asap.
1: Chill, we coming. Just been mad busy, and we did a lot of interviews with the Savages over at the Gracie Jitsu Gym, and then the Mickey Gall Pod. So that yeah. was like Check two out podcasts, last two Mickey's.
2: Those can those can hold you, you know. all over for a look for a little while. But we'll ha- we're gonna have one coming. Oh my god, these all these Snapchats um yeah so yeah consistency for listening consistency
1: is definitely key but i believe in having a product that you know you could sit a little bit and promote, promote it heavy you know we did the full press setup with the last two podcast apps we had the audio, we had the video, the social media promotion, the package, all that, you know? Yeah. And we're working on getting more video content now. It's a hassle, but it takes yeah. time.
2: We're meeting with people, networking people who we can work with shout and, out Matt and make good video. content with. Yeah, shout out to Matt. Shout out to Dan Strict Jan. Media. Shout out to uh, Dan Snow, who I went to high school with. <laughs> shout out to Mickey Gall. <laughs> shout, shout out to the Gracie Jitsu gym. Sam the bitch Brightstein. <gasps> hey, hold on. Um, shout out to everybody. Hold on, hold on. And I'm tired and bitter and... Shout out, Sam. Shout out to Sam the bitch Breitstein for choking me out when I'm not ready or want to. And he doesn't touch Mike ever. But I heard Mickey kick his ass the other night at practice. So, fuck yeah. Thank you, Mickey.
1: Also, I've been thrown down by Sam on pavement before. But well, there's no you probably you know. deserve and it. And that sounded weird that he doesn't touch Mike. You're a priest. Just kidding. Good one, Mike. See
2: what happens when Mike tries to make a joke? Crickets. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, no one's here to laugh anyway, and you're a dipshit. Me. We were talking about priests before this, how they are creepy on Mike's
2: you weren't you freak confidential um, but we're gonna have stuff coming up all right those are our big two announcements oh. uh we got the Strix media event Engage collab horseshoe tavern morristown new jersey 6 p.m october 17th please make time for that and exotica and we will have podcasts before that
1: yeah yeah it's just been a challenge to schedule a guest and have us all be there like free that date like alex has been doing his thing putting in the work with comedy uh mad comedy date zappy has been fucking mad bitches at hotels getting hand jobs off girls from bumble <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> and i've been taking the cans in so you know it's just like
2: mike really, has been delivering for doordash fucking we've been going well
1: we've been busy and uh doing different shit and like when you edit that video for like you know mickey gall and other people you have sea fighters the degrees it takes time the audio and you just want to let it sit a little bit and promote those episodes because they were dope and want people to listen you know because people have been listening to old episodes i look at statistics it's like People, we're getting like thousands of listens on older episodes, Mark Norman, Andrew Schultz, comedian ones, even local comedians, even just like local podcasters. Like people listen to like the older episodes and it's dope when like people will listen to the new episodes, of course, but like you're still getting love from the old shit, like the porn interviews, everything. So, you know, like sometimes consistency is obviously key, but um, sometimes we don't do it every week. We got like other shit going on and we try to be consistent as fuck and try to do like three or four episodes a month. So yeah, we're on like episode 102 or something. So that's legit. And like, not everyone can outsource everything. That you know, it, these are tedious tasks. Some of the shit it kills time from your goals or dreams. Like, if you're a comedian, definitely learn how to edit and take video. But same time, get someone to work with you and help you out with uh video editing because like the audio editing, all that. That's why the Schultz Alex Media connection is so dope. They have that formula, I think, where every comedian or creator needs to play you know, to his strengths and at the same time you need to you need a media be- guy behind you, yeah. like a behind the scenes guy, both important for creating your brand.
2: Oh, other announcement because I don't know if it was officially live from the last episode or if I mentioned it but the, our website is up mm. officially where it's just easier access to get to everything because it's links to all, of our, all the platforms we're on. You we know, we got photos and bios and whatever, all that other bullshit. Shout out to Raf Ra- but keepabasement.com dot com is just easy to get some anywhere and to see any of our shit. We got t-shirts coming, uh, slowly, but surely. So th- those will be, those will be out eventually, um, sporadically. So, so keep an eye for that. The design is sick. We had a friend make for us. So, um, so we got yeah, shit dope. coming. It, it just takes time. Shout so out to so the emails and there with us. shout out to the emails in the, uh, the fucking website. Oh, yeah. They weren't dissing me too hard. Yeah. You can, if you guys have any complaints, questions, or roast everyone, anything you want us to bring up on the podcast, just roast us, which is, I'm sure, what most of them will be. Good bro talk, You stuff. can message us directly on the website. It'll come right to our, our email, keep it basement media at gmail.com. Um, so,
1: or DM us like you do, or text yeah, us like, DM. or be, or like be bad friends like you do. I got people texting me about the podcast, but they won't promote it on their story or fucking DM me instead. They text me personally and say, "When's the new web coming out?" I haven't yeah, seen yo, much.
2: Uh, you fake ass listeners, shout us out if you actually listen to an episode and you like it, shout us out and be like, "Yeah, listen to Keep It Basement." There are a couple of cucks. I'm getting complaints that we're not putting cucks enough who out. Were
1: funny. I'm getting complaints that they want new shit. They want that new new.
2: Yeah, but be stagnant. There's a hundred two episodes. Go fucking. Binge, they're, binge they're, a few like you binge the goddamn office. You could binge keep a basement for, for yeah once.
1: yeah. They're telling me I blow Mickey and one of my Mickey's publicists. Even my niece was taking shots at me. My fucking 14 year old niece was saying all you do is promote the Ultimate Fighter, Mickey.
2: Don't you got anything else? First of all, it's good to promote an Ultimate Fighter in case you're going to get your ass kicked, which exactly. Mike S- Mike Sweeney's been in that situation quite a few times. <coughs> yeah. So all right, well, that's the least we could do. Secondly, we got a lot of shit coming. It's just going to come sporadically and it's taking time. All all of a sudden These the day is going to hit where we're doing events. We we're got booking live podcasts. We got guests. It's all going to happen. Just stay with us. Okay? And we got this. Boom. last episode was less than two weeks ago. Okay, check out Gracie Live, episode live at Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. We're going to have something coming, coming up. Hopefully a good a good a good guest coming up at the end of the month. Um, no, we that will be this. doing a road pod. We also do local and stuff then, too. Got to support everyone, events, the ecosystem. Know, we're, we're still doing, we do comedy. We're out and about. We're in the scene. And then, you know, next month, we got two big events coming up where we're going to have content for for weeks so get ready for that maybe we'll have, uh, maybe we'll have interview the stress factory that. too comedian yeah we'll have episodes before that so just bear with us stay tuned keep on the eye on the instagram for everything if you just want us to make you laugh you can check fucking instagram for mike's reposted memes on the story okay we got content everywhere check out twitter yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Twitter's light, but we're still on there, and we do have the Facebook. Oh, I'm gonna page. go heavy more on Twitter and yeah, getting, Facebook. You know, the Facebook. And the Facebook page is fucked up having Facebook no. I got my mom
1: dissing me, saying I only got four likes on a post, but I realized that our shit's private
2: and you have to like it to see it or no, something. Shit, you have we to have like to, I a have share page it. to see it, and it's also our Facebook likes. page is weak. I ain't gonna lie. It, it's two, it's it's two months old and it's weak. We got about hundred likes. So like our Facebook, I never sent it to anyone, but my friends don't even like it. I invite people all the time. They don't they don't hit the accept. I invited my friends. Check out. We're not big on Facebook if you're one of those old fucks who's only on Facebook you know, go to Instagram Joanne and, Sweeney doesn't know how to work go to keepitbasement.com Instagram YouTube and Twitter before the Facebook but if you're only on Facebook for some reason because you're 100 then go to keepitbasement and give us a like you can see some of our stuff on there okay and Joanne Sweeney relax we'll get more likes okay We'll we'll make it one day and you can fucking you know not hate us we'll not hate your son Mike Wait, say that again? I don't even know what I just said. Um, so please, okay. Keepitbasement.com. A big announcement. And stay tuned for t-shirts oh, and other stuff. Also, anything else? Yeah, also
1: my niece roasted me about Fleshlight and Mickey Gall, but like, not nothing bad about Mickey Gall, but like, and Mickey Gall even said like, dude, you gotta stop tagging me in Fleshlight. Like yeah. sometimes I go too hard on Fleshlight, so I'm gonna hold it back and kind of just like, you know, I fuck with Fleshlight, they promote me, but like, they ain't fucking give me six figure checks and i like the brand motherfucking f- like famous sponsor Definitely. so like i just am gonna scale it back but still support them put photos up with fleshlight you know give it to porn stars and stuff but like i'm not gonna go ultra super hard i'm not gonna go ultra super hard for key basement though with shirts and stuff like that promote that but like you no, know, because people will be like oh you're not sponsored by fleshlight anymore because like i don't annoy it. i'm like no nah, i'm just not gonna annoy the feed i have my fucking sh- i got i got a house down the shore family shore house the whole fucking block calls me fleshlight man <laughs> They, they make my Good they nickname. make fun of my niece. They told they, the the neighbors were saying, "Where's your uncle with the with the packages with the goods? I'm the uncle who has the flashlights. I'm okay. gonna come to a Christmas or a summer barbecue with flashlights. That's what I want to be labeled as in life. Not really. Not, no, no disrespect to flashlight and everything like that. But like, Maybe a little. if they were sending like six figure checks, then it would change a little bit. Six or like, figure, less than that. I mean, yeah, more than that. Like less than that. Yeah, but if like, they were just you know th-
2: following through on it and stuff. You know. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Like if
1: they were giving me Joe Rogan type sponsorship deals or Kevin Smith or whatever, and well, like, granted you know, Joe Rogan's huge, but yeah, yeah, but still, like, I'm the, I was the realist doing it, the realist. They're like doing it. They like my content, comedy. I got a better YouTube page and more views than their YouTube page. That I got to delete it, but hey,
2: that's all right. They do, you know they'll what? do them. We do. We'll do us. All right. That's all it is. Qbasement.com. It's still a flashlight though. I still got like twenty
1: flashlights and shit like that. I'm gonna have to try to use one. Um, I gave the good one away. Um, getting more and shit, but like, like I said, like. I'm not going to go super hard. You know, I got to keep the same energy that people keep give to me. And I'm not going to go so hard for something like that ain't my
2: true brand. You yeah. know what I mean? So but like it's still. A true brand. Shout out basement. to Stealth Motorsport,
1: though. And shout out to Fleshlight. Stealth Motor,
2: Motorsports. Keepabasement.com, Engage Collab. Check out the Facebook Strix Media. That's S-T-R-I-X for all details on that. Get your tickets at Eventbrite. Exotica. We got stuff coming. Stay tuned. Check out the website. T-shirts. And that's it for now. So thank you.
1: Yeah, and then words of wisdom, sometimes you just gotta listen to your fourteen year old niece who roast you. They're honest, truth. true. Sure, I
2: listen to my nine-year-old niece. Thanks for listening to the Keep It Basement podcast with your host, Mike Sweeney, at the Sweens, Tom Zappy at Tom Zappy, and Alex Nicholas, at not Alex Nicholas, and, of course, the intern, Sam Breitstein. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to Keep It Basement and review us. We have people who are listening to pretty much every episode and still don't know how to rate or subscribe, which is pretty sad. You guys are fucking dumb. Text us or DM us, and we'll help you show and show you how. Also, subscribe to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash basement. Obviously, find us anywhere, and uh, thank you. I bet you it's not funny. Yeah, just like all your jokes. I'm a I'm a
1: comedian. I'm a genius.
2: You use the term comedian loosely.
1: Who was that? Was that me or you? That was me. <laughs> oh my bad. God, you're dumb. <laughs> oh, shit, that was loud. Yeah. Shit. Yo yo, but I was yo yo yo. It's keep it basement. It's weird with the
2: light off the minute candle. Friday the thirteenth. Spooky vibes. Your loser vibes. <laughs> you see Raf put uh, your spooky quote on our website? His yeah. famous quotes from the podcast. Guys, I don't know if you have heard Keep It Basement Podcast. The website is live, so you need to get on it because you can get easy access to anything we've ever done via the website. It is simple as it gets. Keepitbasement.com. Thanks to Raphael DeLuca and Squarespace for setting that up. Please check it out. Okay. And this is Keep It Basement with your boy, the main, the creator, the president of Keep It Basement, T. Sizzle, Tom Zappia. I create everything. And then the second backseat driver, Michael the Sweeney. What up? I don't know how to work anything. I've never edited a podcast.
1: I've never done any video work. I don't know how to interview people. I don't know how to book guests. And I have no connections.
2: I have more connections than Mike. I have interviewed numerous people, which I don't even like doing. I like to talk to comedians, and I'm a stand-up comedian who likes that more than anything else. It doesn't even care about podcasting. just doing it for the platform.
1: I saw a Pete Davidson special, and I wanted to be a comedian. I was like, I want to be Pete Davidson. And then I was like, I'm going to book a comedy show in 2015 and be the man and have all
2: these guys on there.
1: And then stop doing it because I'm the man.
2: The first comedy special I ever saw, I was like fucking seven. So Pete Davidson wasn't even around yet. Okay? I produced one comedy show, which basically I did with three other guys, and the one guy did everything, so I didn't even really produce it when I was starting out. I'm a fucking multifaceted stand up comedian <laughs> who can write jokes like that. Catch is these fu- hands. It's funnier than you'll ever be, and you can catch these hands because I would literally destroy you and put you in a coma in a boxing match. Two hits, I hit you, you hit the floor. We will be doing a Keep It Basement promotional boxing match between me, Tom Zappia, and the Sweeney's, Mike Sweeney, because I'm going to fucking take out his chicken legs and knock out those six million giant chompers and make his teeth look normal again and get rid of those receiving gums. Not to go with them. So you I'm gonna knock out so, the teletubby, yeah.
1: teletubby Tom Zappia. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Laugh at your own fucking. Oompa music. Tom Zappia. While you're Zappia. in a fucking Joe's Crab Shack Because I got crabs. Yeah, probably. Actually, probably not with the way you've been moving around. Yo, um, yo, yo, cuck boy. Anyways, we are here. Keep it basement podcast. Uh, I don't need to mention the event again, then, since you're throwing that in at the uh, throwing it in. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we guys, we got a lot of stuff on the horizon. Obviously, we've been stagnant because Mike, ske- Mike works scheduling like a fucking idiot. What are you um, talking have, about? You complain every time I try to schedule something. We yeah. have a lot of people reaching out to us. So they want to come on. We understand. We love you all. Whether you be a, oh God, whether you be a brain surgeon and or a uh, open mic comedian or a porn star or a UPS driver, whatever it may be, we love all of you equally. And uh, we're, we're going to be getting back on we have a lot of stuff coming up, especially within the next month or two. Um, so, yeah, for sure, Exotica is coming up. Of course, you know that's Mike's bread and butter, so he's really looking forward to that and Horny. What do you mean bread and butter? That's like how you got started, and that's how you got big. Like that's those are. Your main... So you just admit I'm that's big, and I got thing. started. Uh, yeah, big's a stretch. Uh, big
1: in terms of local podcasting. Yeah, um, my next big thing might be an open mic comedian somewhere in Asbury Park. So, <laughs> I mean, my my big thing. I don't know what that means. I'm just saying, my next big
2: thing could be open mic nights. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we're gonna fuck up. It's five years in the making. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, you me, know, Michael would want to amazing, be on the right. back, getting ready to uh, interview Stormy Daniels. Will be at this year's event, in which he might ask some Trump questions. Although he knows absolutely <laughs> nothing about politics and basically wouldn't even know how to make his way to a voting booth. You got to hear <laughs> Boy, these headphones, bro. I don't know how many all sad here. And it was those like, are okay, great like, headphones. Those like, those I know, but headphones. I feel like
1: I'm. F- it's like I'm like the highest definition of sound ever, and I feel like I'm deaf. Well, the way
2: you talk, you probably are um so please make sure no one no djs tonight cj ramos (laughs) um (laughs) please make sure to uh to stay tuned for that and then we got a lot of fun stuff coming up again uh it's going to be mentioned or has already if you're listening to this episode but we are doing our very first live podcast at a networking event in morristown new jersey no we did live podcasts before shout out to strix media dan jan Uh, we're going to be doing a fun event it's an engaging i guess technically it's the first live podcast but Honest. Creator event. Honestly, we've town.
1: done podcasts so everywhere, so it's like technically not a live, but like not our first. But live shout podcast. out to that.
2: All right, keep it basement, Mike. What do you got on the docket here? Because I'm about to fucking punch you in the face. Oh, I was
1: just gonna say I was watching an article. You're
2: uh, watching an article. Oh, okay. Watching how an does interview. That work again? Oh, watching yeah. an interview. Okay. I get a water? Can I get a water? Oh shit, I got it. You were saying dipshit. I was. Listen- I listened to three podcasts this week. They sound sound like ass. <laughs> okay, so I think we're doing pretty well.
1: Yeah, I was just talking about how watching an interview. I was watching an interview. And someone was saying it takes at least eight years to build a brand. And that's like for businesses and stuff. And like even personal is probably longer.
2: i taking an average. It could take five years. It could take 25 years.
1: No, well, the ones that are built in a year, they really don't last that long. You have to be built uh, over time, like a
2: long time. And usually it's like eight years, they say, on average. If you build like a great it, build. If you build it, they will come. I know. that's Shout it. out to Field of Dreams. And uh, who's the main guy in that? Russell Crowe? No. No. It's um, uh,
1: Kevin Costner.
2: Is it Kevin Costner? I think so. No, Dennis Quaid.
1: No, Kevin Costner.
2: I get them mixed up a lot. Dennis Quaid and Kevin Costner. I think it's... I'm thinking of the rookie. Both mediocre actors. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. God.
1: Um, what was I going to say? But shout out to the naked Indian guy in Wayne's World. If you book them, they will come.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I Kevin don't... Costner. He plays uh, Ray Kinsella. Kevin Costner, Waterworld. <laughs> Cable <laughs> <Joe> guy. <laughs> and Ray Liotta.
1: Yo, but I was, talking to, um, I was talking about the Joey Diaz, Andrew Schultz episode with a lot of comedians what's your take on that? i got I got gems. Like this is like kind of the episode where we don't have a guest, and it's like me and you just talking about comedy stuff because people like that shit. And like a lot of times we get love from other podcasts and other creators. During these episodes where we break down like interviews and talk about certain things. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk about how Andrew Schultz and Joey Diaz agreed on... They said killing isn't everything in comedy. Not always about how good of a comedian you are. Sometimes the exposure is important and putting yourself out there and making yourself uncomfortable. Risking shit. Yeah, and you creating always, opportunity. And you say,
2: he you, cuts this, me off. You always say, I don't believe this. Meanwhile, I've literally agreed with you every time you've ever said this. No, I know, but
1: like people... Right. But like, yeah, but sometimes you get stagnant and being the funniest person at the open mic like, or comedy club and they were saying you got to take more risk
2: and do other stuff too. It's not risk, it's exposure, platforms, other people bringing you out, favor, doing favors for each other. It, it really Favor never, for favor. The con- we've gone over this a hundred thousand times in this podcast. The concept of if you're hilarious, you always kill doesn't get you to the top quicker anymore. And it really may probably never did in the first place if you want to be honest. Okay, there's killers like I've said this a million times. There's killers out there who were surviving off strictly off just doing spots in the city, and you you've never well, seen them on TV, well, you've never seen them on Netflix. Like or murderers or like comedy, literally murderers. Comedy?
1: You're talking comedy, right? Yes, I'm talking. Because there's comedy. people who don't listen who don't understand comedy terminology. I got this True. girl said, said we talk about comedy, and she wants to learn more about it, and she doesn't understand the terminology. So like okay. I'm here to be the idiot guide,
2: I guess. Yeah, you when you, he means killer, right. let's break down some comedy lingo. Okay, if someone if you're talking about comedy or comedian, someone says he murdered, that means he was so funny that the laughter was so high. That he couldn't even set up the next joke because he's still getting off the laughter from the previous joke. Okay, so if I ever say murdering on this podcast or killing, unless we're talking about an actual, you know, like an actual murder or something trending that happened, maybe a, you know, let's be honest, a fucking rapper got murdered or whatever, something like that. Uh, then, then if I'm talking, if I'm talking in comedy, which is usually what I'm talking about because that's the only thing I care about, uh, it means that they are just so funny, like a Dave Chappelle. If you watch the last Dave Chappelle special, you're like you know, Bill Burr, Kevin Hart. Oh, all these guys, that, all these big comedians that you guys love are murderers, okay? Anyway, where the hell was I? So there's guys out there who are busting their ass working, doing stand-up around the, New York City, around wherever, and they're murderers. They literally kill every time they go up. Not Aaron Hernandez. But you're not, not Aaron Hernandez. He's dead, thank God. Um, R.I.P. No, not R.I.P. He killed people. Still R.I.P. No, fuck him. He should have died. He should have never been born. Mm. He should have been aborted. Um. So... You know, and you'll have, and you've never seen them on Netflix or Comedy Central, whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay, that's just the lay of the land. And and look about how you're getting exposed nowadays. Andrew Schultz, you just put it right on YouTube, and it gets a million hits or whoever else. So you know, even though some people are like, all right, Schultz, relax. He didn't invent the internet with the fucking you know the podcast tour he's been doing speeches. He did the same stories on on Joey Diaz. But shout out to Schultz. Schultz, we love that guy. Um, so yeah, right, any other lingo? You know,
1: all right, back to what I was saying. <clears throat> Pretty much. Like, they were just talking about, like, know who you are, but try new things and experiences for material. Like, go out and live life, as, like, Francis Ellis was saying. Yeah, nothing you don't do. Oh, we got a hater here. Just truth. But, like, um, Schultz, Schultz example, trying different, like, politically friendly jokes to land a sitcom. Remember he was talking about the Just for Laughs, and he bombed and ate JFL, shit? yeah. Yeah.
2: He, was, he said he, was, he, he got it too early in his career. He wasn't ready.
1: No, but he also said that he was catering to the audience and to the people in the networks there for doing like politically friendly, like clean, shitty jokes. A lot of people did that earlier. And he said that uh, the lesson was to play to your strengths and to like do the jokes that, uh, you know, be yourself, be you, do the jokes that work for you. And if you offend someone, fuck it. There's an ass for every seat, pretty much. That's what I got out of it. Mm-hmm. And then also, the key was how Diaz and him were talking about uh, putting, your, to Joey Diaz, the goat. putting yourself on. He was a late bloomer. He worked the door at the club and then he put that work in. You know, he never wanted to be Kevin Hart. He said he wanted to make a living just doing it. Okay. Similar to what Alex said before, but he's pretty big, you know. Similar to what everyone said. Yeah, but they're he's Similar successful. to what
2: everyone who just likes to do stand-up comedy something you don't comprehend says. Brian St. John says, if I, I just want to fucking literally make what I make now off of comedy so I could just survive. Yeah all we want.
1: I know, but I bet you Joey Diaz, he he has that same concept, but he still goes up early morning and he posts on social media like the Howard Stern thing he was talking about. How he's And he's also said like nothing's really original. He was inspired by Howard Stern with the social media posting and the radio show. So he'd get up early in the morning and do social media stuff.
2: Yeah, I was actually talking to someone about originality yesterday about how nothing's really original anymore. Something's, but it's mostly everything has been taken in some sort or another uh, fashion. I think that yeah. was what us and Matt,
1: uh, the Matt video guy.
2: Maybe that was it, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus. But, um, but, yeah, so, I mean, that was a great episode. Though. Joey Diaz podcast is is actually arguably my favorite podcast. He's always great.
1: I know. You told me He's to listen, and I listen. Guest. I i haven't yeah. been listening to all the podcasts lately, but, like, what I got out of that was the importance of, like I've been saying, but it's easier said than done, is putting yourself out there and acting as your own network and having the confidence to do that and to be your biggest fan. Like, if you don't fuck with your work and yourself and promote and represent, then, then who else is going to fuck with the shit? You know what I mean? Be your biggest, be your, be your biggest critic and fan. And Hype Man, pretty much. And, also, like, social media is key, they were saying.
2: Yeah, also, if you're looking for something to do at the end of next month, Joey Diaz, the savage that he is, will be playing at the Tress Factory. In New I thought they were all sold out. All four shows are sold out already. But, you know, if you get some connects or whatever. <laughs> you can you come to the club early try to try to do standby, but fat chance. He literally sells out in five seconds, and he fucking murders. And he's
1: like, hey, if, I, if I'm around at a comedy club, just come up and say hi to me. And tell me what's up. I'll talk. Okay, sounds good, bud.
2: Okay, Joey, what about if we ask you to do a podcast? <laughs> no, nah, he won't do it, right? No, yeah, he won't do it. He probably
1: just fucking smokes a cigar and drinks whiskey in the room or eats or something and chills. Does he even hang in the green room? I just feel like he's the guy who just show up.
2: Yeah, he's probably like in and out. He's right well, out he, different as you grow. He's married, you get kids, you know, this whole... What else you got?
1: No, no they, were, they were just we were just talking about how no idea was original, but you can be with... You could create your own content and doing what, doing what works for you, you know? Everyone's taking the philosophy. I didn't say Schultz invented it either. Um... With the? But everyone's doing the fucking YouTube shit now and everyone's doing the Instagram TV clips where they're putting the the title on and then they're talking and
2: doing the joke and doing the video stuff. Sean McDonough. Yeah, he's doing that. Actually, I gotta use this cap wing to do the subtitles because I'm gonna start putting bits out and he said it's fucking hard on the phone. You gotta do it on the, on the desktop which I'm never on. But uh, but yeah, it's the lay of the land. Yeah, Alex Media do said, is. "Do it yourself. You, could, you it type now. it in manually." Yeah, imagine what. Remember what Norman said when we interviewed Norman back in May. He's, he had a late. Uh, I do late nights all the time. I do nothing for me. I go on Burt Kreischer's podcast. It does everything for me. So
1: no, but I was talking Good. about not everyone can outsource it because it costs money
2: it's so hard people like uh, think you could just make money at the drop of a hat which nowadays you can because there's so many ways to make money whether it be you know, freelancing whether it be selling apparently. a cruiser bike on Facebook and then getting shit for, it <laughs> for the <two> comments <laughs> but, um, or you know outsourcing your <laughs> or your, baby stuff outsourcing your ta- talents via Fiverr or, or Upwork uh, so that's what uh, you should be doing if you you know
1: you don't get leads right away though it's all these people we'll who are already on you leads right there.
2: away you can hype yourself up you can fucking get a bunch of fake followers so you look bigger you can suck some cops <laughs> I mean,
1: it doesn't really matter and <laughs> it's true Um, yeah, there's some, there's some podcasts where I see people have fake followers and shit, not knocking or dissing them, and they interview, like, super influential, like, social media people, who knows if they're real or not, and it's just interesting to me because, like, it sounds like they're talking from a megaphone. It doesn't even, the quality of the audio is not even good, but they get views and shit.
2: Or you get the other way where it's like they, um... They 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 probably you know they have a bunch of fake followers but they talk shit about you and say you should grow your own your own. Your own oh account. god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Shots fired. Your boy yo, doesn't play.
1: yo, I was gonna write back. Uh, c- <laughs> yeah, can you uh, yeah, can you help me out with uh my following since it's so low. Um, can you help me get uh ten thousand followers in a day like you just did? You dipshit.
2: <laughs> we will not expose who we're talking about. So. so. That's, that's for your. That's for your mind to. Uh, your imagination to. Draw that ain't real percent.
1: though. But yeah, fuck it. We can't do that. YOLO. Um, <laughs> People are gonna think we're talking about that.
2: Shout out to. Um, shout out to a pod amongst men. Good guy Steve, who we've had on and been on. He did a. He did a podcast with another podcast. Uh, Chad from Self Perfected Podcast or Perfected the Perfected podcast, podcast. Self Perfected Clothing Line, I believe um shout out to them that was actually a really good episode because they you know they're talking about in-depth stuff their life i gotta listen still i i can't get over i still can't believe no offense i get breakfast club because it's so big but like stuff like breakfast club or what's the other one hot 97 yeah yeah ebro in the morning and shit with these radio shows i there's got to be some point in our lives maybe like five ten years down the line where all these radio stations that are in your car are going to become podcast stations they are already if they aren't already Here's like, serious. Here's what happened.
1: Here's what happened. I was interviewing people back in the day, academics. I knew him. Um, officially ICE. All these people, they already knew the formula. You could see with the success of certain people like Vlad and academics. But like even people in the industry knew. And Hot 97 was actually late. You won't believe this. Hot 97 was actually late on getting videos and doing interviews. They didn't do it right away. And Breakfast Club did it first and power. And then finally Hot 97 decided to do that and it helped. It helped immensely. People watched the YouTube videos more than they listened to it on air. Because when you listen on radio, you're not listening to the whole interview. You don't care. You're listening to the music. Right. So they balance both now, and that's how it works. So it's almost like they are a podcast and a YouTube page alone, and then the perk is they still do radio. But radio is really not what it is anymore, and everyone knows that who's in radio. Fuck radio, really. Like even Charlemagne now, he doesn't even tell people to get into radio. He's like, just start a podcast or try to start a TV show or do do what you do and do use the internet just and start social your own media. Shit,
2: but you're still gonna get the shit from your day ones or your friends who was like, are right, you making money off this? Which you can and will uh, at some point, especially with sponsorships got no on YouTube. Light. yeah fuck it, it goes with the theme of the basement. Um, Who's in there? I don't know. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Why you gotta do it to me? And put it on you, you dipshit. Because you were talking, idiot. True. Sure. Anyway. Um, it takes time, though. Like you said earlier on, it takes eight years to build a brand. That's just a guesstimate, probably on the average. But, I mean, it could take 30 years. It could take four minutes. Um, you know, you could go viral off one thing, and that could help you or not even help you. You know, you've got you've done a bunch of viral yeah, yeah. tweets, and you're still a fucking you, schmuck. You
1: have to uh, go in viral. There's a whole game plan, too. You have to be big already. Like, you have to know your brand. You have to know your audience. And, like, you have to already have that page set in place. My uncle went viral, like, five times and got, like, over millions of views. And I got money off of it, like, over, like, $500, which isn't... A lot, obviously, but like I got money from the from consistently from like World Star and stuff like hundred dollar checks coming in here and there. But I learned a valuable lesson. It's like you already have to have that platform, and you'd actually rather be featured on World Star like randomly in the comments. Like the first time what had happened was I sent it to World Star because I thought it was funny, and then immediately hit me up, and they wanted the videos, and then they kept wanting more, and had a relationship with someone there. So that's how it worked. But now I realize that you already have to have a little bit of a following and put stuff out.
2: And also, for podcast example,
1: we're getting ton of emails and DMs from people who listen
2: to Call Our Day than us. Well, that reminds us, for the website, you, you, you can message us directly through the website. So take advantage of that if you wanted to say anything. Keep a basement.com and message us. It's funny because WorldStar is fucking, since they're obviously a, you know, a gazillion-dollar big business, they could have just stole your video and not give you anything. And they would have, even I don't had think a lot of sign stuff. Yeah, because they wouldn't tax You them. have to do all that stuff cuz they'd be afraid that you so- sued, would sue them, but you're not smart enough to be able to do that. But that's the whole reasoning. You're a dumb um, you're a dumb But you know it's true. No, they have that. They're like a fucking business and brand. They do it yeah, for Yeah, that's everyone. what you said. They're a business. They have to do that. I'm saying if they really wanted to, they could snake it out and nothing would probably And then it's happen. weird because they because own import, they, anyway. they
1: they own their content too. You could they'll shout you out and stuff and like uh I'm They're uh, they're smart cuz they're a brand and business, but at the same time it sucks because when they buy your shit, they tag it all up and shit, and you can't use it after. You could use it and stuff, but you can't like promote it without their without them because they bought it. You know what I mean? They bought the licensing to it. But like when you get excited, you're like, yo, oh, holy shit, Worldstar's gonna repost my uncle. You're like, oh fuck, okay, they could have it. But the best thing is, if I already have a brand, like say if you're a fat boy and you have a video, and then Worldstar wants to use it, and I think they pay him or they just post it, and he just gets more of a following with it. Like, you gotta you gotta you gotta play to your audience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that uh that um fucking caller daddy shit is key cuz we keep getting DMs every day I'm getting followers every day I'm getting DMs I'm interacting with the followers asking them where they're from how they found us and it's just wild how a lot of people listen on Spotify
2: Yeah my friend I, my friend called me today cuz I fucking one of my good friends of course he's not a, much of a supporter but he I said Who? to you, my friend Atesh. Can you freaking? Oh my! He's not a hater. He's actually wants to do his own <laughs> shit too. He's getting into real okay. estate. But I said, can you leave us a, a rating on iTunes? I see these schmuck podcasts, but they have big. Fo- uh, they you know you, they get, you get all your friends to leave you a rating, and I was like, can you just leave us a rating on iTunes. And he's like, I'm not. Even, I, he, I found he wasn't even subscribed on iTunes, but he is. He has been subscribed on Spotify for a while. I think Spotify is big. If you can somehow amplify your following on Spotify, that could that could really help because I feel like Spotify is just like the streaming service now. And, a, and and they put a also.
1: they put a lot of money into a and they're like. Right bigger and also they're huge on music and it's more of a trendy college type thing i think and like
2: Definitely. for example Playlists, if you pay for it you get no commercials yeah yeah
1: yeah like i asked one of the fans recently today like how did you find us and she's like yeah i was listening to caller daddy and saw your podcast on the recommend it and i've been i listened to a couple episodes and i got into it and i thought it was pretty good which is funny Me because thing. I think it highlights like the call her daddy type stuff and the porn stuff on Spotify because people didn't realize we interviewed Mickey Gall on new episodes. Shut up, Mickey Gall. And what is also funny is you were a hater and said, "Dude, don't post that because it just recommended for us because that's our podcast." Remember when I saw I showed you that call her daddy?
2: Yeah, but in some instances it does it do does that. do that not for gonna, Apple. If any, but if how come world, random we're not people are finding up under it. everyone in the world if they're, they're listening, listening to a call her daddy episode?
1: The girl was like, "Hey, no problem." She was like, "Listening to call her daddy and saw your podcast on the recommend. I've listened to a couple episodes and thought it was pretty good." No shit, it's good.
2: It's fucking amazing. They're better than Call Her Daddy. Call Her Daddy, I get it. They have a, enough good to Call Her Daddy. They're two hot girls. they co-signed by Barstool. They talk about fucking blowjobs and drinking cum all the, the whole time. It, it's very entertaining. I get it.
1: Yeah, and then she was like, that's big. You were on the recommended. Keep it up. You guys seem like solid dudes looking forward to listening more and sharing with friends. So that's cool.
2: Well, share with everyone you know, everyone you've ever met, your nieces, your cousins, your uncles, your best friends, your doctors, your gynos. I think it just shows
1: you that the talent in the podcasting is there, whether you're local or new or just been doing it like us and are good at what you do. But the fact is the exposure is not there because you're not famous. That's the thing.
2: Not only that is, do you understand how many podcasts there are? There's hundreds and thousands of podcasts. I know,
1: and people only listen to the top one, like really famous ones, a lot of the time. You if know, if are not mean, like big podcast
2: names. aficionados like me, or like Chad, or like are like fucking comedians who just listen to like thirty or forty a week. But if you just like listen sporadically, yeah, you're probably listening to Rogan or Barstool or Call Her Daddy or Big Cat from fucking there or maybe WTF or, or like a or like a random like Joey depending or on or who you have here. as a guest if it's interesting yeah but you can always build a following with a podcast because they can rely on it every single week you know you're a comedian they can't come and see you every week because you're not in their town you're you know your a radio show it's only at this time of day on these days Podcasts you can listen Monday through Sunday you can listen at midnight you can listen at 2 in the, in the afternoon if you wanted to and you and they're t- as it's as personal as it gets because there's not ads, there's not fucking um, there's ads PC stuff, <laughs> yeah, but not timed ones. There's p- there's not PC stuff where you can't say this or that. They're, the person who's hosting the podcast is literally spilling their life out to you, so you feel like good you have a connection with them, even if you never met them. You feel like you have a good connection with them, and then you can go meet them down the line, and it shows what it is. But you don't understand how many podcasts there are. Literally, I, f- I saw a podcast about fucking bowling the other day. Okay, yeah, there were. There's a study on that. Like, say if you have like a very niche related podcast, yeah. like
1: niche niche it doesn't matter Mr. Fucking Spelling B. what are you it, an Indian it, kid it, in a spelling contest it matter, shut up, I, just shut up. To, I know how to pronounce stuff and say water idiot a, but anyway if you had like a bowling podcast or like a special pool podcast on billiards and it was like a like a niche Tooners. niche or any podcast like if you have like one th- a percentage of the audience you have like 100,000 listens per episode because it's so unique and rare we're doing something where we're talking about such universal stuff that's why we're like Joe Rogan baby so what do you think of the host of the VMAs that's old I know too old to Smashing? talk about Safe choice.
2: It was. I think he did. People, you are you me, People were saying me like he bombed the monologue. So I look it up on YouTube. I'm like he did fine.
1: People were saying that his comedy comes off as a right wing conservative. But I've read somewhere and I've heard I've heard comedians say that whenever there's something going on in politics, like say everyone's like really big on political correctness, to be real comedy like George Carlin and stuff, you do the opposite. Like it's better to be like fucking fuck that like you're soft George Carlin was the
2: fucking walking example and
1: Shabash and Maniscalco was just talking you know people talking about their safe place and all that stuff and making fun of like the kids and the people in the age and with being MTV so liberal and the audience so liberal it like made people react a certain way but it wasn't even that bad and it was he was doing his new material and I I thought it was fine
2: I think the fucking handful of liberal libtards and cucks said that the the MTV crowd is not like the MTV crowd that he was performing to was a bunch of 17 year olds in the front row who knew who all the people there were he knew nobody yeah which is funny that's
1: that's a comedy risk man I give
2: him credit for that yeah of course
1: people were like why would you want to do that also a
2: fat check no, he crit- Joe Rogan criticized him for taking that gig. it's a dumb gig to take if you're a stand-up. They shouldn't even be stand-up at a gig like that, okay? No one knows who fat fuck Lizzo is, who's a stand who's a 40 40- <laughs> Okay, Sebastian Maniscalco is a 46-year-old stand-up comedian. He doesn't know who fat fuck Lizzo is. He doesn't know who fucking Kendall Jenner is nor care. He knows some he was Okay. Saying. He the learned he researched is, He met Big Sean, A$AP The point for... is it doesn't matter, okay? The people who are going to hate on that stuff is like, first of all, they don't know they don't know what comedy is. No offense, to them. they don't watch comedy. They don't know what a comedy special is. I know a lot of people who don't even understand what that is, okay? So, for th- for them to turn on MTV uh, VMA awards. Say they. Say they. Shut up. Now you got me on a rant. I'm angry. Uh, Say they. uh, You watch. A lot of these people probably watch the VMA awards every year. They're like, oh, MTV VMA awards. Okay. Let's say you turn it on. You see Sebastian Maniscalco, who just sold out Madison Square fucking Garden four nights in a row, hosting. And you're probably like, never seen this guy before in my life. Don't know who he is because they don't know what comedy is. They don't know what any you know whatever else is. Okay. And then you see him doing the the um the monologue. Which he was doing fine in. Yeah, he's referencing like, his Italian family references because that's what his act is like. And he, you know, no offense to him, he, doesn't have, he didn't have the wherewithal or be in the culture enough like a Lil Duval to, they make, told him, yeah, to yeah. make jokes about Lizzo. Damn, you're going to take Piston my Beamer point. I let,
1: I let okay? you speak your piece. I was going to say uh, something within the culture might have worked better like Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish, Kev, uh, Lil Duvall. Or just no host at all. Which yeah, is what I would prefer. It's more like a host, like kind of like someone like that in the hip hop community, uh, hip hop culture, and then who knows everyone, and then also someone who's friendly with other people, and then also someone who could take shots. Like, I remember Chris Rock would always host like the Espies and other awards. He would always mm-hmm. fucking diss the rappers, saying Rick Ross needs to eat a salad, Rick Ross is fat. Yeah, and like, Sebastian Maniscalco's comedy isn't that type, and he couldn't do that because he didn't know them like that,
2: you know? Yeah, and it's just it's an event that doesn't need comedy really. It's not meant for that. The Oscars, you can do more with and the the SBs, it's more of like a different vibe. Okay, let's be honest. The MTV VMA audience is a bunch of 17-year-olds. Nobody's, nobody watched that over the age of 24. I actually watched for Shabash and yeah, Maniscalco and that's what they wanted. I they did they wanted. watch it. They I, want watched, want I watched it watch. day on YouTube. Yeah,
1: yeah, clips. The best part was the Soprano people. Someone wrote an article saying it was too Jersey. It was in Jersey, so it should be Jersey. And it was cool what they did with Asbury Park and the Jones Brothers. yeah. But yeah, I just had that uh, sitting around the notes, Sebastian Mascaro. But don't give I him like shit him.
2: for taking that gig. Like he, it's a fact. It's a check. He's it's the an experience. Taking risk. All the time. Take a risk. Get out of your comfort zone. Like that's what you're supposed to do. It's like going up in front of you know a fucking black room for the first time.
1: It was funny when he was trying to relate his comedy routine and the thing, saying like my uncle Luigi would have liked this, and like you could tell some of the people weren't laughing or knew what he was talking about. My uncle Luigi. But he was cool.
2: I to he nuts. Word. Um. Yeah. What else? Because that's older. Uh, shout out to kevin hart he's uh, hopefully he's okay he got into a, co- a car wreck That was a little bit of trending it's obviously very old by now but uh we've been so busy doing all the episodes like
1: with everyone else that we didn't talk about like the trending topic
2: I, uh, Stephen a was on the breakfast club yesterday he had some pretty interesting clips about people who uh, i watched that him shit him being uncle tom no I, I was watching a breakfast clip a breakfast club clip of him uh the other day and uh and charlie might ask him about what he thinks about people uh who accused me of being Uncle Tom? And he said they kiss my ass because. He's looking out for he's the. He's looking out for the. He, at the end of the day, he's looking out for the athletes that he's going into because they. You know, you always think when you're an athlete, I guess, I couldn't really speak on it because I'm not an ath- a professional athlete, but when the media is coming at you, you, think they're just trying to come at you for the story and, and make negative whatever. But Stephen A. Smith is like. You, you don't understand coming from my angle. I'm the one who's in the newsroom and in the media room, wherever they are, yeah, where he's yeah, getting yeah. prepared for first take or whatever, and he actually knows what's going on inside. and He just needs to get the truth out. His whole, his whole job is to just break the news and get the truth out from what behind what is actually happening. So if you think of Uncle Tom because he he, he said it. He's been in corporate America for 30 years, and he makes the most at ESPN. He worked his way up the ladder. That you're an Uncle Tom just because you work in corporate America as a black man, he said that's bullshit.
1: I heard he was waiting tables in like his thirties, like he he come he he's fifty four whatever, or well, he, he was, was like doing side jobs and shit. Because when you're writing for sports people, you don't get paid that much. Well, he Freelance. was
2: a, he was a writer for the uh, the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Inquirer for like sixteen years before he ever got the ESPN. You know what helped him out? He got the ESPN yeah, in his forties, I think. What? in his 40s no
1: I said you know what helped him out it said he wouldn't be where he was in his career without Allen Iverson covering him helped him and propelled his career to the next level
2: well yeah that's why he's the Philadelphia Inquirer Inquirer at the prime of the Allen Iverson the Sixers were good early 2000s
1: no think about that Allen Iverson was more than good he was a pop culture icon in hip hop and like he was a hip hop icon really and man everyone had the b-ball sneakers the Iversons the headband they dressed like him and yeah, my the, friend was obsessed with him. The, the eye of basketball I world was on him and he, he took that exposure and he used it in his advantage. You got to give him credit. Yeah. No different than Sal from Impractical Jokers. No different from Theo Vaughn or Francis Ellis or Schultz. Think you, about what it. What do
2: you mean Sal from Impractical
1: Jokers? Sal from Impractical Jokers has a TV show called Impractical Jokers, right? Yeah. He never did comedy before his TV show. If he did, no one knew about it. He got they the... Expo-
2: did, well, they did, ske- they, did, they did sketch. They had improv.
1: He got, he got exposure on the TV show being a popular TV show now tor- tours worldwide. Well, no shit. When
2: you get a, a, a TV show to cable that exposes you. They had they've had an improv, they had an improv troupe for 12 years before that show. It's not like they had never done entertainment before. They also it also took them 5 tries to pitch that show before it got picked up. They were, they formed a fucking improv no, group. No, but in the my late point
1: 90s. my point is everyone has that shot and that gets that exposure. That's what comedians a lot don't realize or people in any industry, radio, media, well, yeah, TV. Like it's Stephen A Smith else. said he wouldn't have a career without, without Iverson's success. Okay. Without without the popularity of Allen Iverson. Because it, it gave him that opportunity in the basketball world, and everyone saw that because he was writing articles on him, doing stuff, and then he got more shows, more bookings, and everyone saw his talents.
2: Yeah, and Theo Vaughn still credits a little bit of, a, tiny bit of a success to Road Rules, which is that reality show he got on early on, but didn't want to be coined for that when he was trying to go get into the stand-up world because everyone thought that he was just some reality guy and he had to restart everything. But he still says, I'm grateful for that opportunity. Yeah, I feel like like... And he's so many, so much, so a unique and original that he is just. I can't believe how big he got, and people still don't know who he
1: is. I feel like somebody like a DJ Vlad or academics they talk about like what's hot in hip hop and what people and like the like you know the people people who fuck with like say if someone likes like uh, like a certain rapper they fuck with that want to listen to what they have to say. And I feel like uh, they might not enjoy everything they talk about, but it's a part of the hip hop culture, and they speak on it because they are a part of the combo, similar to comedy podcasts, etc. Comedy, like, like saying like say if you have a following. And you're important in, like, a certain comedy culture or whatever. The people want to hear what you have to say about something. And I feel like to be a comedian, to be a good comedian, it doesn't happen overnight, obviously. And if you're not talking about the news or saying something going on in your profession or culture, then it will probably take you longer to build that exposure and get popularity. Oh, yeah. That's what I figured, you know? Yeah. Like, with anything. It's just interesting because, like, people will say, oh, Stephen A. Smith took the cheap way out. Or, like, this comedian took the cheap way out because he was riding someone's coattail or whatever. But like that—that's not really it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They just had that. They found that. They found that luck, hard work, and then they got that little door opening, and they went through with it. Yeah. And I feel like like a good mix of comedians, like they like the culture of comedy and hip hop or whatever. Like a Kevin Hart, Lil Duval. I think there's so many styles of comedy now in social media stuff. Movie. Like, like people literally go check out certain pages to see what that comedian has to say about a certain news topic or issue, or what, if it's funny and it's what they got going on. Like yeah. the City Boys, City, the Hot Girl Summer shit, Lil Duval. Like, it's just like, that's the TV network. They go to that.
2: Yeah. But yeah. Also, today marks a 23-year anniversary of Tupac's death. R.I.P. Well, not My de- friend has a picture death. of Tupac. Not death when he got shot, because he was in a coma for a couple of days, I think. But I was watching that fucking, um, oh, I actually, since you just shit on me constantly, I always bring this up, but I, something that I thought you'd be great at, because, you, you know, I'll blow you a little bit. Whatever that hip-hop evolution documentary is on Netflix, it's like really popular. I think it has like a bunch of episodes spanning like, like through the nineties or Might whatever, watched some. And the guy's interviewing. Um, he's interviewing like all Sorry. these old school New York and L.A. hip hop guys, like some bigger guys like Ice Cube and stuff. But like he, like he's like barely asking anything. Sorry. They're like just going off on everything without him even needing to ask. And I was like, oh, Mike Sweeney would probably be great at that because he knows about all that shit, and he could get them to like expose even more shit. But some of the L.A. guys, Thanks. like who were in on it with Tupac when he when he died, were just like spilling out everything and was like, this is what it was. Mo- the hyper focus was the whole New York L.A. rivalry, but um. I thought that was really good A lot of good shit Yeah I'm,
1: I'm thinking like Is there any There has to be I'm thinking about it now Like it'd be interesting To be like a journalist Interview people Have shows And then also do comedy Or host shows And I was thinking Is there anyone like that and I'm like thinking Yeah everyone's like that Like Steve Harvey Ellen yeah. DeGeneres But not really a journalist But like what, what's a journalist Yeah but he's not a comedian is there ever a journalist type comedian? I feel like well, you could say like
2: Ellen DeGeneres is. If you're a, com- is, if you're a talk podcast, show host, you're basically a journalist. Like you're an interview. Yeah, exactly. You're if you're a talk
1: show host, you're an interviewer. It's, all the same shit. it's like Dr. Phil. Like they were. Steve Harvey was saying Dr. Phil could do comedy because he's like funny and has a talk show. It's the same shit, I guess. Right. Yeah. But yeah. And also Stephen A. Smith said something interesting because I don't know if you watched Hard Knocks, but John Gruden had yeah. an intro about taking someone's nightmare because everyone wants to have a dream, but taking someone's dream and crossing it a nightmare is the real shit. And Stephen A. Smith was saying how this applies to anyone in a line of work where you're trying to be successful. And it's a capitalistic society. It's usually at the expense of someone else. If you think about that, it's kind of crazy, a competitor's attitude. And he was like, the one thing is, though, I don't want to be black. I don't want to be backstabbing people. It's unethical. And in your approach to greatness, you got to just be a good person, but at the same time, take no shit. And I thought it was pretty interesting. He was giving some gems. Yo, Stephen A. Smith's a savage. He was like, there's nothing wrong with saying my objective is to annihilate you and I will have no hesitation whatsoever in taking you out if you try to come for what I've got or what I'm aiming for. True. I guess competition is good, but at the same time, he's saying don't shit on people and don't fuck with people. Like, respect your squad, fuck with your network of whoever, but at the same time, someone's hating on you, like some bitch-ass radio personality program director or like a podcast or a comedian or someone who's trying to take you out or trying to hate on you, then fuck them and just do you. Yeah. Says now Wait he puts until he make it
2: fifty cent made it sixteen years ago. Now
1: he says he puts ice in the cup and has like a cup or two and is drunk. And he's a pussy. But uh, Steve Harvey when when he was doing the Kings of Comedy, I heard that he he is sponsored by Crown Royal, but he didn't drink, so he like he didn't support it, and it was like a big thing, and he was gonna get off the tour, and he was gonna lose all his money, but he was being real because he didn't support the endorsement. Really? Yeah. Very interesting, right? Yeah. Got to respect that guy. He's cool. But yeah, and then Snoop passed fifty cent the weed, and he didn't inhale it, and he blew it right out. <laughs> He acted like he was high, though. What do you think? Skip- Similar to talking about sports people. What do you think of Skip Bayless? His wife put a book out. He said some weird shit.
2: His wife's name's Ernestine. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> How do you know from your sports journalist career? Like when college? You want to catch these hands? I
1: didn't mean it like that. I meant like because you studied sports journalists. How do you know?
2: What do you mean, dipshit? For, he would talk about her on the old first take with Stephen A. You know they they, they sleep? Yeah, I was a fucking sports journalist. I covered Seton Hall D one basketball. Let's fucking get it, son. I was a fucking <laughs> savage. Check out my clips on fucking dot com.
1: Maybe you maybe you're supposed to be meant to be a journalist, not a comedian. I'm supposed to be a comedian.
2: Definitely
1: not. Yeah, I, I'm funny I, am a, than I am a comedian. You're not funny. Yeah, right. I do stand-up. You're like 38 years old. They sleep, they sleep in uh, different. different rooms during the week.
2: So many people do that. Fucking why? Ridley Cummings just talked about that for an hour on Burt Kreischer's podcast. She has a... He, she sleeps at one side of the house. Her fiancé sleeps in the opposite side of the house. They only have sex when she's in town. Like, not even that much. And anytime they're in town, both, they sleep in separate rooms. But they, why? They'll, they'll fuck, but then they'll go back to their separate That's rooms. That's awesome.
1: I need to find a girl like that. Girls don't do that, dude. They want to stay with you and be cuddly.
2: Not all girls. Not Whitney Cummings. Oh.
1: This, is her is is husband in the industry or just some guy? No, nah, just some guy. How'd they meet?
2: I don't fucking know, Mike. What am Stop I doing? Stop farting
1: in the Best mic, friend. you four year old. What are you, Sam? You just fucked the mic up.
2: <laughs> Chris does it on on History Highness. Shout out to Chrissy Dick.
1: Copier, not original, dude.
2: <laughs> yeah, look who's talking. That's the thing. The do you ever think about Charlie that? Man,
1: the oh. Sometimes I take podcast breaks, so I don't listen to any podcasts because I don't want to. Like I don't want to take the content and use it and like kind of like talk about it, even though like I yeah, well, listen fuck to some interviews do that. Making it
2: mandatory to pay.
1: But anyway, like, sometimes if I don't want, I don't want to over listen to podcasts, and I kind of just want to be original. But it's so hard anyway. You
2: barely listen. I tell you, listen to s- things a million times, you won't even touch it. Then you have to send me eighty five and say, "You're listen, you listen listen. you listen. Did you, listen? Did you, listen? Did you listen? Yeah, I, I listen to two or three. Re- recently, I've
1: maybe. been listening to some Dana White podcast because he gives out good gems and shit. He was mad. He's mad. He's mad cool.
2: Shout out Mickey Gall. How <laughs> does that shit happen? Shout out Locker. Uh, guys, come on. If you're not following at Haylocker on Instagram, you're doing yourself a disservice. Don't follow him on Facebook. <laughs> don't find him on Facebook. Gotta be about his 48th account. Um, he's a legend in the game. You gotta follow him. At Haylocker. Keep No,
1: but anyway, Skip Bayless is like, I told her I'm married to my job. I always that have been. I had this weird feeling. That
2: feel- sucks. I'd kill myself if I was married to my job. Sorry, I got. <laughs> he gets so mad when he, when I cut him off but he cuts me off every fucking day. No, I don't. I let you life. talk. Not true.
1: I told her I'm married to my job, Skip said. This is Skip Ellis. Thanks. I always have been. I had this weird feeling this could go somewhere. I told her if I ever if it ever does, you'll always be my one you'll always be one A to my job. She hates me telling that story, but it's but it's the God's truth. At least I've <laughs> at least I was honest and, and, and she appreciated it.
2: I guess you could, you could call her a little bit of a soft bitch for it, saying for not fighting back and being like, nah, yo.
1: Well, no, that's I guess it's a real down-ass shit because he's providing all the money and, and opportunity yeah, and, and living his dream, and that's real love, I guess, sacrificing, but mm-hmm. a lot of women wouldn't take that shit these days. I know a couple that wouldn't do that.
2: Some still will, though
1: some still will but like that's so rare i feel like people sleeping in the different rooms on the week a lot of girls wouldn't like that shit i think
2: guys would like it more than a girl also you don't understand how much people the stigma of like a guy like a married couple or something sleeping in separate rooms like oh my god they're going through a divorce or they're separating whatever you don't understand how much healthy it, it probably better makes the relationship you know a lot of people do that my parents
1: really yeah
2: why they've been together like 40 years because my dad snores my mom sleep arthritis it's just where easy. do they sleep different rooms yeah she sleeps uh, two rooms away and down the hall
1: you have a, be- a spare bedroom or just like her own? We got two room? spare
2: bedrooms. It's a, one's hers, so now we got one spare bedroom.
1: Do they ever sleep in bed together? If you know they're sleeping yeah. in bed together, you know they're getting it on? No,
2: I don't think they fucked since nine months before <laughs> I was born. Genuinely. Holy shit. That's one of my jo- comedy jokes. I, I don't want to get married I honestly think that's true.
1: No, let's get Bella Chips. Wow. Joe and, Joe and Joanne sleep in the same bed? Mike, I've been fucking all night. I
2: don't know. Rose. Have you ever walked in on them fucking? Nah. Would you kill yourself if you did? They made me. I don't care. Would you care? yeah i'd care i'd be like go rose and i'd fucking leave the house (laughs) forever
1: rick ross said uh hating is when you're not even in the game and got something bad to say about someone like you don't even have a podcast or you don't even do comedy and you're hating on it like you like say if you're in radio and someone watches Charlemagne every morning that's learning it ain't hating you're learning the game you're learning the greats like he said he studied different like he always studied diddy jay-z ice cube jazz prince Sir Rap-A-Lot Records and shit like that and he studied them to be better in his position and learn the game and he admits that game recognized game and you gotta learn from the greats before you. I feel like a lot of people don't do that or won't admit it. They won't admit like they're learning from great comedians. I feel like comedy's cooler but maybe in rap they won't admit like they are they fucking fuck with someone heavy or look up to him and are inspired by him and it's different through all these different you know comedy, rap, yeah, ra- sure. radio, podcasting you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah.
1: Like, you gotta recognize the greats. Like, Joe Rogan's the great at this shit. Howard Stern, Charlemagne, shit like that, you know? And <laughs> Rick Ross isn't a fan of pre-algebra. He said he had, not he never had to come across that. If I, I can't blame him. No shit He's right, it's though. bullshit.
2: You don't have to come across every subject you've ever taken in school, not just pre-algebra. You take that when you're, like, 12.
0: Don't ever play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Congratulations. You Plays yourself
2: and I go. Uh, obviously, you don't know who the swings is, okay? the fucking world renowned hip hop and radio producer and host radio host who's done interviews with countless superstars and is a fucking multifaceted talent. So, the fucking best thing you could fucking do is have him be a sponsorship for your fucking ship egg CBD oil because the kid's a fucking legend in the game, okay? He's the fucking greatest interview you will ever see. Howard Stern, Charlemagne, Larry King, ain't shit on Mike Sweeney, okay? So you're going to want to fucking have our business, motherfucker. Sincerely, sincerely, the Sweenes. Get yourself shot.
1: Yo, keep it basement. Keep it basement. Back at it, baby, with the bang bangers.
2: Let's get ready to
0: run. Nigga, shut your ass (laughs) up, man. I don't give a fuck, man. You are listening to Keep It in the basement like most Italians. If you're not Italian, keep it there anyway. Well, that's cool because you're a fan. I'm a fan, too. You know what I'm saying? I think, to me, fans make the best interview. You know what I mean? Because we're asking the questions from a fan perspective. When you're a true fan and you follow the artist and you study your artist and you know an artist's music, you know an artist's background, you know the questions. The right questions to ask because you're asking questions from a fan perspective. And not only that, the reason you said that you're able to talk to uh, your favorite artist for an hour, it's not that you're able to talk to them for an hour, it's you're able to listen to them for an hour. It's a yeah. difference. See, a lot of interviewers don't listen. See, I'm to listen. I, like, yeah. like A lot of interviewers have 20 questions, and all they want to do is get through those 20 questions. But the truth yeah. of the is, if you ask me a question, if I ask an artist a question, and the an artist answers me, if I'm listening, I'm probably going to get something else out of his answer that I want to ask him. And that's what a conversation is all about. Hello?
1: Hello, Sipes. Hey, hey, what's going on? This is Mike Sweeney. Hey. What's up, dude? Mike Sweeney, got it. What, Keith, what radio? Basement.
0: Keep it basement, like keep it, like keep it in the house. Keep it yeah. basement radio. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. Uh, hey, what's going on? It's your boy Lil Dicky.
2: Shout out Mike Sweeney, Sweeney, and Keep It Basement Radio. What's up, guys? This is Mickey Gall. You're listening to Keep It Basement. Keep it basement. Making money. I can't believe the Shane Gillis shit. Shout out to Shane Gillis for getting on SNL. Talk about it. I'll talk about how the classic libtards fucking. Uh, and you are? Aren't you a libtard? I'm extremely liberal. I'm not a libtard, and I'm not a cuck. Uh, I thought you were a cuck. No, I'm pretty moderate for the most part. I definitely lean left in terms of certain shit. A lot of shit, sh- like, the thing is, if you don't give a shit, like, let's take gay matter. I don't give a shit. So you're not really liberal or Republican. You're, like, you're right down the middle. It's like, I don't give a fuck. But, like, the people who would just, like, cancel culture and are, like, get mad because Dave Chappelle does a Chinese impression. I'm like, no, that's pure comedy gold, and he's the GOAT. So I'm basically right down the middle. You know, I'm not like, I don't care about fucking anything, really. So it's like, I used to be I used to be extremely liberal, like, over the top, like, oh my god, you know, uh, you shouldn't have guns, this, that, and the third, whatever, blah, blah. But now I don't care. Anyway, Shane Gillis, Philly comedian, started in Philly with my good friends Lamar Lee and Andy Malafarina, who are boys with him. This year, he kind of started to pop off, uh, you know, got JFL, and he's been What's on the What's JFL? Just for the last Comedy Festival in Montreal. Uh, the biggest comedy festival in the world, um, and you know he's been opening for the big one J on the road and stuff. Yeah, um, he got SNL yesterday. Big news! You get SNL. It doesn't make your career at all anymore like it used to, but it's still a big get, obviously. So what happened? They found some old racist remarks what that he made in joke form, making fun of like people from that, like Chinese people, like Chinatown from one of his old podcasts from a few years back, and exposed it. And you know, we're like, oh, blah, 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 he's racist, this, that, and the other thing, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, made a whole spiel out of it, so he, he issued an apology, mostly in joke form, which I amend him for. I wish he had done no apology, but at least he made it funny. Um, so, yeah, it's just your classic cancel culture, like, I, you know, I don't want you now. Literally the whole—if you saw the Chappelle special, Sticks and Stones, he does the whole bit where he's like, I'm going to do some impressions, and he's like, if you do anything for the rest of your life, I don't care if it's yesterday, 15, 20 years from now, you're done. That's exactly what happened. And they're gonna try. They're trying to get him canceled before he even gets on the show. That's because there's they're, they're hating
1: work. losers who want his position or job, or they're not they're not happy with their life, so they gotta hate. Yeah, they're
2: just like. I think it's just boredom at the end of the day. It's like somebody could like do something like like I just I I never have the inkling in my mind to care enough to like like write a post to shitting on someone or like make a sign or like try to get somebody canceled. I don't care if they unless they raped or murdered someone. Like I don't give a fuck.
1: I heard that Twitter's the problem because Twitter wasn't meant for a debate Definitely. site. Twitter. Because like you don't understand people's terminology, you don't understand their lingo, you don't understand if they're kidding or not cuz like you go on Twitter, Twitter's great for trolling, right? You go on Twitter and just talk shit and make fun of people. Twitter, and like Twitter's dying. it's not meant for a debate site. Like you're supposed to talk to someone in a debate like face to face on the phone, FaceTime, have communication with them. You you can't communicate properly. You don't everyone takes everything to heart to look at a guy's podcast 3 years ago is ridiculous. I wish someone looked at my podcast 3 years ago and was offended and I got views from it. Honestly, I don't care oh what people God. think. I I, but ho- like, I want to. Don't you think, people. Don't, you think that, don't you think that's stupid? I like I, did. I don't know why people are obsessed with that and why it. why do these companies give in and like what if SNL kicked this guy off now? They would look like complete losers and they I hope that doesn't like happen.
2: Losers. No, they won't because SNL is a
1: They're not as edgy <sighs> as you think, I'm mean, going to be honest.
2: Edgy? No. They're, they're soft they're too, they're I feel like. Not really I mean they go at they, their whole the whole show the past three years is they just completely go at Trump. yeah, it's so annoying it's boring liberal. as fuck to be honest no, they're doing extre- that no it's awful that sounds awful they're extremely liberal but
1: I haven't watched SNL in years.
2: If you, the thing is about being liberal is like you're being liberal. You're supposed to be open. Here's the here's the whole thing. If you're liberal, the whole idea of liberalism is like you're open to things. You are. You and know you are the, the new liberals aren't open. You're not racist. You don't care about race. You don't care about gay marriage. You know. You don't care if someone's it's different back, than you. It backfired. But it's backfired because they take it to this new level where it's like anything that even I'm has not even an inkling, political. Anything that even has an inkling of the opposite of liberal, which would be conservative, they have to immediately tear down. It's like, oh, I made a racist bunch. You know how many fucking black jokes I make at Distress Factory and Alex and people are standing right there and they laugh because I'm fucking Maybe funny? Maybe deep
1: down they don't though. Maybe Gordon's mad at you. He has you on the list, the Gordon hit list. Like Billy and- Madison, he's gonna, he's gonna put it, you're gonna call, apologize, he's gonna put his red lipstick on, cross you off the list yeah, and man. then shoot some guy for you. You're the other
2: one who looks like Steve Buscemi so I think that'll be <laughs> you. Me and Gordon love each other. Uh, Shout Gordon. He it, says, I'm nervous in point interviews. As- they take it to another level where it's like, okay, now they just have to cancel everything that even seems like an inkling of racist because they're so caught up in there being a liberal. Uh, you know a fucking fist up whatever feminist gotta whatever p- gotta please uh, everyone man. gotta please everyone gotta make this out and whatever so you SNL is very liberal in that aspect where they're not gonna tolerate any of that shit but I think they're too smart for it now and it's, and it's not gonna last I saw that and it's not gonna last even Kevin Hart agrees this with this and he's liberal Kevin that's Hart why was, Trump's gonna get reelected.
1: Kevin Hart said that uh, like stop giving in like the company's gotta stop giving in but like at the same time there could be real incidents where shit goes on and people get away with it like obviously if you're like an R. Kelly like I said a million times R. Kelly, Bill Cosby anyone who's like uh, Harvey Weinstein, anyone who's really fucked shit up bad for people, then you should be charged, you should be fucked up and you should your career should suffer. But people like these comedians who have these jokes or Kevin Hart or people like that, Joe Rogan, they shouldn't be fucking hated on for stupid shit. Joe Rogan gets hated on by conservatives and liberals.
2: Isn't that hilarious? No, he- they don't that's know the, what he is. That why, that's why. You, that's and, why I love that. That's, that's great comedy. That's right also there. why you're so big. That's what you want. Yeah. If you're getting hate from both sides, it's like okay, dipshit, so I'm neither of you, and I'm not fucking like either of you.
1: Howard so. Stern effect. Guess what? They're Rogan's still the both. Position. Both. Both are still listening. I know yeah, liberals and both. I know liberals and conservatives who both listen to Stern and Rogan.
2: Charlemagne gets called Uncle Tom all the time. He gets, mm. he gets hate from both. He gets hate
1: from a lot of Republicans because he's super liberal. But you know what's funny is. Howard Stern and Rogan get audience above, like I was saying. I know that, like Charlemagne probably does too, but I really feel like you can't tell someone's political party if you're listening to Howard Stern and Rogan.
2: Rogan also has a giant conservative. Listenership because he is so pro guns and pro I was talking other. to he someone. He also has all kinds of guests on. Yeah. If you're only going to have liberal people he, on, you're only going to have a liberal audience. Minded. Look at Bill Maher. Yeah. He but, does yeah. stand up shows. He does stand up no, shows. No, but he has, he, he has conservatives on, but his. He's, he, exactly. that. No, that's my point. Bill Maher is a perfect example of it. He only really has liberal fans because he's so staunch about his views, but his show, his platform that he used to expose himself, so Rogan has Joe Rogan experience, Bill Maher has his HBO show. He does he has go. has <laughs> both kinds of people on. But when he's out on the road doing stand up and doing comedy, the only people that are coming to see him are his fans, which are mostly liberal. So he's only c- catering to his crowd, which he said. I can't believe he dated times, Superhead. Which he said at multiple times. He, at his age, that's what he wants. He's I, like, he's like, why would I? Wa- I'm not trying to fight against and have other people listening to me that aren't going to agree with me. I like, I like performing for only my crowd. Some people think it's a little bit easier. It's a little bit of a walk in the park. But when you get that big, no, that's
1: like the Fox News theory. I fuck yeah, with but that. When you
2: get that famous and that big, you are only performing for your like nobody. If you're going to see Joe Rogan do standup, you like Joe Rogan, you know. Yeah, you're, that's, once you're that big, you ca- you're only yeah. That's that's my audience.
1: example though. Remember Fox News? What they wanted when they built a network, they didn't want to be like CNBC. They don't want to be like NBC. They want to be their own entity, and they wanted to have the whole conservative audience and let the liberals go somewhere else. And I fuck with happens. that. I fuck with that in an audience. Like I don't, I don't fuck with. Like I don't care about Fox News or politics. But like, but that's, about, that's but smart. That's about, fucking smart, dude.
2: It's smart, but you're also if, if you get. But you're fucking the one. You're doing. You're hitting the jab back if you have both sides listening to you and liking. It.
1: Not always though, because some people are like oh fuck that. But you are in a way because if you have open mind like Rogan or Stern, where you have both yeah, guests on. But like Stern's super liberal, but I was just talking to someone who was listening to Stern, and he's like, he was a retired veteran. And he voted for Trump because he wanted Trump to help the VA out. I don't know if Trump did or not. I don't know anything about politics. But anyway, he's usually liberal, but he voted for Trump because he wanted to. And he was saying that Trump was amazing on Stern, like we talked about before. And like that's like a known thing, that Trump was so entertaining, and him and Stern had great chemistry, and it was radio gold. You know what I find, this Shane Gillis shit, you know what I find interesting as someone looking on the outside of comedy? What? You don't have to be that big uh, to make it with certain opportunities, like SNL.
2: SNL's not what it used to be. SNL, if you got an SNL 20 years ago, it used to be... So SNL is like you're radio, gl- you're gl- like my radio? Like if you could make it on SNL, past a couple seasons, it's like you're good. You immediately are doing movies, TV right after that. Now I I take the the three thousand every day. It's the it's no shit, but it's also it's also you can get fired at any time. It's it's not the whole year round, so you got to do other shit. And you can actually pinpoint the timing of when the internet started to explode. You got YouTube and and Facebook and and Twitter and everything. I'd say right after really the 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 staunch stretch of the last big name SNL cast that you could think of. Who do you think of? Bill Hader, Sudeikis, that crew, Andy Samberg, Will Ferrell. (laughs) <laughs> that was like, that was, he was right before them. He left like I like not I don't know anything about... Right when Twitter and YouTube started popping off 05, 06, 07, 08, Anybody 2010 and later, it doesn't make that. People get flipped over on... SNL has three new cast members every year and they get flipped over like this. I will say some that... Guys I, do a year. I will say Pete... I think
1: Pete Davidson helped them because he got a younger crowd to watch. Even though no one watched the TV, I feel well, like Well, no. what
2: they did with Pete... They, uh, the, the, whole, the whole reason why SNL has its great aspects to it is they did with pete davidson is exactly what they should have and exactly pete davidson is good at you have him come on update and talk exactly about who he is he's a 21 year old kid talk about weed and talk about fucking awkward stories with your mom don't try to make him do impressions of a fucking politician because he's not good at that that's the whole point of getting on snl it's still snl though it's the mecca it's like you're not going to say no right unless you're really a savage but like if snl if i got an audition for snl Obviously, I would take it, and then if I got the offer, I'm probably not going to say no. I mean, let's be honest. So, I mean, you still oh want keep it basement. Tom Zappia.
1: Oh, you're a talent, multifaceted. Come it's on, that.
2: it's just the, it's just the SNL aspect of it. But oh, like, so you have an ego down the line. SNL is going to die out. No, it's just it's slowly, so is everything. But they're, they're smart. Up.
1: They're putting clips up on YouTube.
2: Always, always clips, and they always get millions of they views know. because it still has that listenership. So you still have like 45, 50 year olds who watch it, even though it's awful. And you go on YouTube, you have 18 year olds watching it. You got the whole age. Spectrum. I was listening to
1: something. I think it was Schultz fucking Diaz. Schultz was dissing He's like. No one even watches Fallon for Fallon. They just oh, go yeah. on the he like, said that a gazillion like, times. like on the network. Jesnick, no one even cares.
2: Jeznik said that about on Rogan because Jeznik was the first writer on Jimmy Fallon. When he, first he didn't say that, that though. Show. He was just saying
1: how Fallon's PC, but behind closed well, doors, PC, a bluser. So
2: Jeznik would write him a joke, and and nobody, and Fallon doesn't have the personality to say that joke because it would be dark. So he'd be like, "I love the joke, but I can't say it." So he wouldn't do it. Well, I respect that in a way.
1: I guess his audience of fucking ten yeah, year old kids and eight year old like people. It's like,
2: Fallon doesn't do dark jokes. He tried not
1: to get know? political either. And you got Campbell, who's a like a politician now.
2: But that's why I like comics like Jesnick where it's like, no, this is Tom Segura was just talking about this recently. Not pandering and not catering. It's like, look, if I'm if I sell out a comedy club and I'm going to do an hour, this is what I'm doing. I'm not pandering to you. I'm not catering to you. If you came out and saw me, I'm doing the exact hour I've been doing for the past year on the road. If you like it, that's great. If you don't, too bad and leave. He's not going to pander. Jesnick's a dark one-liner comedy writer. That's what he does. He does dark one-liners. Like you should know this by now. If you're going to go see him, how about fucking uh, Joey Diaz and the Edward in the podcast? He yeah, c- yeah he's, he's, he's done that. Isn't
1: time that time weird? Before. I was like, whoa, okay, Louis, weird. Louis's weird.
2: allowed to say it with the hardy ER. are,
1: <laughs> But he said it because he was quoting uh, uh, Richard Pryor special or something. Yeah, he is. And some people consider that okay. I thought it was like, weird. I thought people, it was a little weird. People Did consider you? That okay. Did you think it was weird? I no, because like, no,
2: no, I followed your ideas for a long time, and I know he said it before. Obviously, I don't say it, but I'm saying that wasn't, it wasn't
1: weird. You were saying it the other You were just rapping about it. You what? were saying it right before this.
2: That wasn't nice, that, you sicko. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're sick. Oh, Q with the bro,
1: talk. I forgot to tell you that Reddit is fucking wild. By the way,
2: Reddit. I try. I try to get Reddit, into Reddit. 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 <laughs> I said Reddit, like I, like, I say, every Reddit. Time. Reddit. <laughs> I think. I think you might have like autism or Tourette.
1: Hopefully, because Jerry Seinfeld said he's on the spectrum. He thinks he's autistic and it helped his comedy career. So I'll be a better I comedian. you be and on be the successful.
2: spectrum. I mean, I don't know. Or no, Asperger's. Good Seinfeld said. depression or no? Um, yeah,
1: maybe the next Frank Endo.
2: Caliendo. Whatever, dipshit. Dipshit, you can't pronounce your fucking own name uh reddit because it has all these subreddits reddit? that you can get on but like i just can't get into it i feel like it's super disorganized and it's just like a it's lot a, of people it's, tr-
1: it's a lot for add
2: it's a lot of people trolling and you have to be like hardcore in the you have to be in a, like a like a you have to be on a subreddit that you like it's going to be like comp like well i know for, i know subreddit. for a
1: fact little dicky made it through reddit but then he got like shadow banned on it because he really? was probably doing some crazy social media shit but he got like a million followers in one day on this girlfriend video and then it came big but my whole point was actually more bro talk and uh, someone told me about it, and I checked it out, this Reddit. It has an 18-plus porn section. Do you know about this wild shit? Yeah, bro,
2: yeah Reddit? Reddit, yeah, Reddit. It's got a bunch <laughs> of <it. laughs> No, that's wild. 18-plus is legal. They got mad categories. No there's shit. third co- cast member, Chloe Feynman, She's a smoky. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Wait,
1: what does she look like? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking creep. No, there's one comedian that shows her ass everywhere. Who is that? That's a smoky? Yeah. That's what?
2: probably the chick that Joey loves, Kate, Kate Q Funny. No, Carrie... oh, Karen. Oh, Karen Fian. What's up with her? She used to date Luis
1: J. Gomez. She he got a got nice ass. She's a comic. What's up with her? Comic? She just puts her ass out and she gets a following. And you mad about it? No, I can't. You should life. put yourself fucking a fleshlight and come in and put videos out on uh, a some, dark web. I know
2: some Indian YouTube guys would love that. <laughs> on the dark web.
1: Yeah. But anyway, Reddit, dude, it's like... Uh, it's like these bored milfs of women with boyfriends who post pictures and videos for attention. They have like a cuck category for you. They post like ads like uh, looking for looking for my uh, bull. I think that's like a young guy terminology. Do you know about that? Because you're a cuck guy.
2: Say it again. Young
1: bull. What's yeah. a bull? They're like looking for a bull like a cuck, to get fucked by the wife. And like, That's a cuck. There's guys on it's there true. who fuck older women while the cuck watches. While you watch,
2: are you are we are you just realizing what a cuck is?
1: No, I know what it is, but I'm saying there's a category for this cuck oh, stuff on yeah. Reddit. So it's
2: like you're on Pornhub. It's like the same thing.
1: Yeah, it's weird shit. I was like, what the fuck? Because someone was showing me this thing. It was like called like girls gone wild, right? Mm-hmm. Or something weird. And it's like girls who are college hordes putting nudes out there. So I'm like, fuck it. What's the point of getting a Tinder and Bumble anymore if you're just going to use it for a hookup?" I'll just look at these nudes and be like, fuck. It, I don't want to match with any girls. I'm kidding, but that's
2: exactly what Tinder and Bumble are for hookups.
1: I know, but it's weird. And like this Reddit shit is wild. Like where people are meeting up to fuck on it. I'm like, dude, that's not safe.
2: It's like, going like on Tinder, it's the same as I girls
1: on there sending news and want to t- and and it's want like to d- talk, but it's, it's, it's like no, there's DM. no point because it's using online. It's like it, there's like it's like no point though because it's like too much. Like girls want it for attention, they love the attention, and like guys will send their big schlongs or whatever, and like it doesn't get anywhere. I mean, because girls have like five million fucking options. Yeah. Shit is creepy but funny. Like, like else. how are these girls making connections off Reddit though? Or and promote they're promoting their premium Snapchat. You can't knock the hustle. Yeah, Getting making money, it's almost like they're freelancing. They're freelancing their body. They have okay. no skills, but they're freelancing their body. We're freelancing social media say, and why podcasting. Why do
2: you think in 10 years, there's going to be even more and more girls with premium snaps that you actually know? Would you
1: date a girl with a premium snap? Remember the one guy was like, remember what the one guy said, Matt? He was like, I would
2: have, I would. Oh. Him, Matt. Video yeah, Matt.
1: Yeah, yeah, Video Matt. Shout out to Video, Shout out to video
2: Matt. Matt. Great guy.
1: But like, remember he was saying how like he wouldn't mind if sometime if he was dating a girl or whatever, or if a girl was doing the he thing. He it wh- up
2: to his own girlfriend.
1: Where, where the girl was kissing her, the guy the guy would come over, what, kiss the feet, right? Or like you beat the you beat a uh, dominatrix right? He's talking about dominatrix. So yes. like you beat the shit out of a guy and you get paid for it.
2: Yeah, but not even. Yeah, but he's not even talking about that. You do a premium snap. You never have to come in contact with the guy or girl. They just you. They you put your webcam on. You start cooking dinner, and they watch you, and they send you twenty bucks. Oh yeah, there's like
1: an Asian girl who like does sexual positions, bends down, and like there's actually yeah, perverts yeah. who like there's like a Patreon, and they, she gets like fucking five thousand. What do you say, a yeah. month or a week?
2: Yeah, something like that. That's wild.
1: So you, would you date a girl like that? You wouldn't care.
2: Yeah, I would date one.
1: Oh, you open minded. Yeah. That's cool.
2: I'm also a cop. Would you
1: meet someone off Reddit? Or that's a little risky. Reddit's a little weird. But I feel
2: like it's just like... They're like, what's the difference between between Reddit and Tinder? They're both online apps. How do you even... Yeah, but it's weird because Reddit's
1: worldwide though. What if a
2: girl slides on your Instagram DMs? Are you going to meet up with her?
1: Yeah, well, you don't have... You have a radius on on, uh, all these apps. On Reddit, it's worldwide. Granted,
2: she's going to tell you where she's from if it made sense. Not With, like you're in Europe and she's in an If she was app
1: really app. hot, would you like, Oh well, yeah, I'll add her on Snapchat. Just send I me mean, news, you would be like, nah, that's fucking a waste of my time. I'm
2: not the you are the present of, of just adding people and, and that's I'm being
1: fan people. love. No,
2: I've, I've never even done that. I I've, I've never gotten a random ad on Snap. I've known them. I've known everyone I have on Snap, I know them. That's good. Except for that fat chick who friend of me, and i Oh, that's I me. Mean. I messed her, I'm like, Who are you? I've never met or seen you before. And she like made up some bullshit, so I deleted it. Nor- Norman was doing the set last night. It's like I'm just I said he's bombed. You bombed? No, he didn't bomb. I'm saying he he's do, he's working around new material. If you're fat, you're you know you're fat. Like I don't understand. There's no this foul fat shaming. It's like if you're fat, you're fat. Don't make it sound like it's a whole fat shaming offensive thing.
1: Kevin Gates said something interesting. So I was angry. watching this men's health thing. There's like this men's health video where it shows like you working out and like you where you're eating. You know Kevin Gates is like a weird guy, he's a rapper. I don't know. He was saying like he used to be fat and he wanted to change the way he looked because he wanted to take a shirt off and not have a gut, and like everyone on stage, you know like a show their abs or tats, yeah. and he's like, it felt so much better doing that. And he's like when you're in better shape it shows how you're a disciplined person. And I guess I agree with that. Like if you're you're listening, if you're in shape. I don't know who he is. Don't know who he he's is. He's a rapper and he was uh talking about like dieting and gym and stuff like that and he wanted to lose weight cuz he saw himself on stage and want to put his That's f- me. He didn't want to put his fat belly out. Yeah, like me. uh the Kreischer, just kidding. But like he he a he didn't want to put his belly out so he like wanted to lose weight cuz you know when rap like Gucci man you're on stage with your abs and your tats and everything and you wanted that. And then finally, he lost the weight, and he was saying how losing weight is important and just being lean and working out because it helps the mind, it's like a meditation. But more than that,
2: so you can just own it, like Rick Ross is fat ass.
1: He lost weight though, and and he works out, Rossfit instead of Crossfit, Rossfit. But more than that, but more than that though, he said Kevin Gates said it shows discipline if you're like lean, right? Because like you're not, you're taking care of your body and stuff. I thought that was interesting. I guess that is a good point. But there's people who don't have their life together and they're and are, and are and have are like fit and are jacked up. You know what I mean? But yeah. he says it shows discipline in someone when they have uh, a good physique. Shout out to uh, the nutritionist, Mark.
2: Shout out to Mark Hernandez, who I wants guess us to He probably ag- He
1: probably would have to agree with that, right? When Kevin Gates asking. said that uh, it shows discipline. Yeah, having a good body. What do you think of the words of wisdom here? Be careful who you tell good news to. Why? Because you want to tell good news to someone who is happy for you and wants to see you win teamwork make the dream work not yeah. some not some mad rapper or hater program director or a snake comedian or radio personality that wants uh, doesn't care if you win or want to see you win and blocks your opportunities
2: <laughs> yeah that's true you
1: know what I mean even people like with no passions or not in your related field might not understand what you're trying to do like you, we always talk about it's like, it's, uh,
2: we because we, they don't understand it we beat this like a dead too. rock it's like if you're not beat it like if a if dead rock like, i never heard of that one what is a dead horse beat it like a dead horse <laughs> we beat it like a dead rock like rocks aren't dead stop laughing <laughs> Um, so, viral and huge on social media, or making a bunch of money off it. People who aren't in the game—the podcasting, content creating, comedy, engaging, networking game—think you're nothing. Then, if you are, if they are in that, and they're competing with you, so it's like, no, I'm better than you. I'm better than you. So you're gonna, you're getting hate regardless. You have to just not think about it. That's why when we go into the all pod- mindset, I feel like, please hear this out. That's why when we go onto the podcast, we have conversations with other people, and you. Run your mouth like a fucking motor mouth, and I'm like, relax with all the shit we're doing. Keep it on the low key. You want to keep your successes and some stuff on the on the down low. Any podcast I've been on, though, I consider
1: people friends that I'm cool with, and I like try to network with them. So I'm trying to help them give game and also that's true. I'm not promote people. You're people.
2: Friends with people saying who you might not be able to read. Like you think there's comedians uh, God, on the scene yeah. who shit on us, and you think there. Well, there probably is. There's other radio people who shit on. No, us No, there
1: is radio people for sure. Believe but me, we all shit on each other. That's and, another bag. If you want to get in that,
2: since you're not in that up comedian world, comed- that's that's what com- comedy is. We are supposed on each other mm. okay well I, I could tell genuine love and like hate though you know what I'm saying yes I can too remember how I told, told we you we roast each other left and right remember how
1: I told you about that energy and you didn't believe me remember that story we can't get into detail too much but remember you're like no it's gonna happen I'm like no I could tell because the energy never lies and, but, but, and then what happened?
2: But what was fucked up there was not even energy, was just boldface lying to exactly. begin with. Exactly. But, but, but she was which like. Which we should fight on.
1: But, but they were talking about, you know, like they were pulling it off, holding it off, right? And then you saw what happened. Because the energy never lies. I could tell that with communicating and the lack of communication with people. How You're, fake and it, shady it, yeah, people it's, are. It's, and it's, snaky. It,
2: you can read it sometimes, but I'm not even. And this is
1: coming from credible people, I'm which is fucked against,
2: up. I couldn't give a fuck about uh, bad energy. I am so against just. Lying and distancing That's bad energy And bullshit <laughs> No li- Yeah it is but, li- <laughs> but, but I guess you're right But like <laughs> Thank you for admitting something No but it's not Bad, ed- bad Here's the thing If you get lied to Bad energy is not confirmed Until it's, it's Well until I could it's tell bullsh- I told you I
1: could spot a bullshitter.
2: Yeah, you're right. You could spot them, but when they said when they promise it to you, so X, Y, Z, then oh, then you're seeing the bad energy come. So it's like
1: you see it when they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna get back to you," but it sounds good. Yeah, the, okay. they're just people pleasing. For now, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to react. They yeah, got to make this, something this, up. This, that's that's bad energy. World, that's dude. fucking bad energy. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. It's
2: like just say the truth from the get go. It's like what I'm dealing on with personally. Oh, I can't get into that
1: either. Fuck. Yeah, how about what I'm dealing with in a certain media platform where they're trying to get rid of me and they didn't they didn't know what to do. They try to get every way to get rid of me.
2: Yeah, and I'm.
1: It way. sucks we can't talk about anything because there's contracts involved in some of the stuff and also people actually listen who are fucking haters. But they know who they are, I guess. And I'll just call them out on stories. I don't give a fuck. Because I'm Petty Sweenes.
2: Yeah, I know. And,
1: Shout you know, out know. to Ron, Jer- hey. Ron Jeremy because hey. I always think of him. We need to
2: post something
1: Sure, but promote the fights for the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu fighters because they got to fight somewhere on it.
2: Oh, yeah, well, I am about to. Rep- I want to repost Russ, the Corbalizer's post, but he's private, so I can't repost. I have to screenshot it. Give me a sec. Um,
1: and the Bulldog. Also promote some clips of the podcast. we got to promote more. Yeah, guys. Mickey Gall shouted us out. He I said he's going on-, on.
2: I want to post more on the wall. Multiple posts per week on the wall. I don't care Word. about likes and views. I'm going to do something tonight, I bet.
1: We'll figure something okay. out.
2: Um... Tomorrow, literally, I don't. Want, I don't know when this is going to come out. It could be too late. Just promote
1: it. Whatever. Don't say it tomorrow. Just say the look, you.
2: guys. We did a great podcast at Gracie Academy again. We've said this with Mickey Gall. That's his home gym where he trains. His fight comes up December seventh, UFC in DC. Okay, Gracie Academy is producing a lot of young gun amateur guys and fucking guys on the verge. They can all kick our ass. Obviously, they can all kick Sam Breitstein's ass. Hopefully, Russ the Corbelizer and Brett the Bulldog are fighting tomorrow, if this comes out, September 14th, so it might be in the past by now. Is it when Corbelizer you- Mania? Corbelizer, yeah. When no, you- he has shirts, though. I don't know. Corbel Mania. I forget um, what it is. Okay, it's coming up. You know, it might be in the past by the time you hear this, but he's at the Sherman Theater in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. They are fighting both... Um, at 7 p.m., Sherman Theater, September 14th, okay? They're on the cusp. They're fucking killers. I was actually watching Brett kick Sam's ass when we were there the night. We he wouldn't let Sam him. choke him. Awesome. So if you guys, if you guys check out the YouTube, we have a clip up from there uh, doing the podcast live at the gym, and we also have Mickey up from his our last episode when he was in the basement. We have some clips up there. I would prefer there to be a lot more since I went through bullshit to get it to Mike on my phone. And please check out those clips on the YouTube, okay, guys. The YouTube we could post is, that. We could post some Mickey Gall clips from the interviews in the Gracie. Yeah, I'm gonna, cause we're stagnant. Uh, the YouTube is growing. Exotic is coming up, but don't rely on us for that. Don't rely on that just to be us. We have great clips from fighters and gyms, <laughs> fucking entrepreneurs. Everything is everything great that you could see. The latest is on definitely on the Instagram. And then obviously the website you now is fully at launch keepitbasement.com very simple you can get everything there but the YouTube and Instagram are where you want to see our best stuff and our basically not our best stuff all of our stuff really those are the top two places to check out and then obviously the weekly podcast iTunes Spotify wherever you get literally wherever you get podcasts. Oh shit I have a I have a I have a little situation with you
1: cuz you posted something one time I was going to post a photo and then I was going to be petty and uh, talk about some radio shit but I never did But I got to disagree with you because you were talking about uh, don't compete with people. But I really think competition is really good for success and it helps. And you want to crush people who are hating on you or don't yeah, believe in you. You
2: just said yesterday that you're trying to grow a network, you don't want to compete with you don't want to compete with
1: anyone. No, no, that's the thing. I'm not competing with like fucking podcasts that I fuck with locally, but I'm competing with like people who hate on me in radio or certain industries or comedy. Oh,
2: different industries, yeah.
1: And like even podcasts or haters, you know what I mean? If someone wants to fuck with you or take your shit, like, then you've got to compete. Not- I can't even talk because you just cut me off. So I must well do my monologue myself.
2: All you do every second of your life is cut people off. In text even, which you can't even really cut people off in text. I go to res- Michael texts me, I go to res- Spawn, I've got two, I'm two words in, dot, 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 seven voice memos, dot, 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 seven voice memos. And then he fucking fights me on his stuff. He, so Mike, here's guys, in case you were listening, you didn't know, Mike apparently, quote unquote, cleans out his phone basically every two days. So he'll just send me, got his, no memory. he'll spam me with vi- old videos and, and photos. Some of them could be from 2013. Because the
1: dipshit sends videos, they're a lot of memories. So I
2: like to send him one old photo, and then he just has to fucking... Go off on a tangent and ask forty-five questions. I'm like, I'm doing what you do by blowing me up with your phone. He sent
1: he sent a photo phone. to make me proud. He like clean out his phone. he sent a photo of him doing a show. He did it some show with Sam Morelli, Mark Norman. It wasn't, it
2: wasn't to make him proud. It was just to show you something like I do. Like you sent me you and fucking Dick Cal on a jet ski from 1998. Like anyone gives a fuck because <laughs> you guys look like two McLovin losers. <laughs> and I could give a fuck. Like look at that picture, I
1: don't give a fuck. <laughs> Fernandez did that. Play as a friend. <laughs> Anyway, Boys. he I'm sent me some. He sent me something old today, and I'm like, "Great, man! Comedy stuff. Do it again." And he like freaked out. I was like, shh Required." Oh.
2: I didn't freak out, and I say shh because that's what you say. It's just to be annoying because you're annoying. I admit you Baby. love me. I, I literally, I genuinely don't like you. I like you, and I like you for a podcast and content creating platform. Other than that, I hate your guts. And I like comedy, stand-up comedy, nothing else. I'm trying to play I like, footsie with you. Like, my feet aren't on even on, on, under the table. They're on my chair. <laughs> it's Guys weird because you have no dick. I like stand-up comedy more than anything else. Yeah, I have no dick. Meanwhile, Mike thinks he can get up to eight inches if he listen to the last Mickey <laughs> Good, Good one, Mike. Good joke.
1: And you didn't promote that when I told you to promote those clips. You didn't do your job promoting.
2: I promoted so much. You can fucking do it. Another thing, he asks me to do six million things that he can just do them himself. Just do it yourself. Okay. God, because you're inept when it comes to clipping audio and and writing... Big word for you. Did you read your SAT book? And blocking it out. Yeah, big word for me. You can't even know what inept meant. And you can't even pronounce words. You couldn't even pronounce freaking uh, Frank Caliendo. Frank Caliendo. Idiot. Um, The thing is, if I never met you, I might have killed myself by now. But since I met you, I'm probably going to die younger because you take years off my life. So it's a a lose- -lose. High five. No.
1: (laughs) No. Oh, what do you think of this? Many times, laziness, laziness is not being lazy at all. Some jobs are degrading, demeaning that's mine alienating that's tedious mine. tedious and uncreative that's hey d- didn't your company want to do pod clips with us Th- shouldn't say that <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. humans thrive when working on projects. Yeah. i just want to see if you believe in this if it's true or not humans thrive when working on projects that are meaningful to them challenging lets them engage in creative flow and isn't micromanaged micromanage is a bitch Sean Dude, Kelly... That's
2: why it's like I... like Because I get so drained from my job and it's like then I am go home and I'm not doing anything right away and I feel like a schmuck. But yeah, then I'll yeah. work on like... I've been working on a comedy script I've been writing for a couple months. Get excited. That I'm like... I can't really do anything. It's not like I could sell this tomorrow for 50 grand. But I'm genuinely interested in what I'm writing about so I'm like super into it. You know? But you know I actually do... Cause but I'm lazy. I can only do like a couple pages at a here's time. Here's the... I, I get slow. Here's the thing
1: though. Like example, Mickey Gall. Look how much he trains and doesn't like show it you know what i mean like he's always training for his his shit his passion yeah. ufc fighting yeah he has to but like that's some fucking dedication and discipline you got to be disciplined and dedicated and work on that craft like look at him he trained his whole life right like his his investment was bigger than like a college degree or career because he instead of working an office job he fucking did the ufc shit started young right black belt now and now made money off his passion so that's like respect and real success to me it ain't about, like, the fame or the crazy amount of money, but, like, even comedians who put their licks in and take, like, 10 years to make it, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's real shit. That's why, like, the office shit, like, if you don't like it, it's draining in time because it's, like, nothing for your career, I realize. Yeah. Like, you but, know what and,
2: I'm saying? And, and, then, and then add it with you don't get paid a lot.
1: And then also micromanaging. Like, that's tough. Like, I do that too much. Sean Kelly said you got to delegate and not micromanage. <laughs> now, or just when you're, like, kind of creative and you want control of everything. Well, yeah, that's you. And then, oh, guys, we got T-shirts coming. And then, and then, and then, it was like they were talking about. Of course, people hate working jobs that are meant to be done by machines. Think about that. Mm-hmm. That is like the way people are. CEOs like Steve Jobs.
2: Although some people get a kick out of that because at least you get a physical manual labor. You can stay in shape. It's better than standing at a computer all day. True, true. So for some people, some people like standing at a computer. Some, but, people, some people like, like I know people personally who actually who like like the office setting because it's like you can talk to people. You can you can walk. You can, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. They yeah. just like that going into a community every day. You know. But it's like I have I I have so think about how many communities you have when you have an office. so I have my stand-up comedian comedy friend community then I have like podcasting community which is like common to that then I have my work community I got my family I got my home friends like I got enough community porn community I got the porn community you know, <laughs> when I go home tonight
1: Cuck. Cuck community I don't have that and then like uh but like I thought this is interesting because like put Steve Jobs as as a McDonald's worker and see how how quickly he becomes lazy but you people consider him a, a creative genius if he was working he was at tool, if he was working at somewhere you hate it dude he'd be the biggest asshole and lazy as fuck think about that That's
2: true. that could be true in some instances but some guys you could probably put them in you know you could put them in like something and he just is so smart that and he like needs the money that he could make it great like he could have made McDonald's true true but if he was
1: like a worker cashier
2: and some that was like yeah, but think about the guy who created McDonald's. Like that guy's a genius. If you think. about it. I know
1: exactly. I think he was older, right? And then I feel like Goggins or Rogan. I feel like that they would, um, they, they would like do great they, whatever they did. Like he would hate working at McDonald's, say Joe Rogan, right? That's true. But he says like, on the podcast but, all the time
2: that he would have hated having a regular job. That, that he's only good at the stuff he does now because he loves it. Exactly. Which, Which is
1: true. I feel like Goggins though would be like doing everything in his power to be greater than he was because he used to work as like some fucking like guy doing like killing termites or whatever. <laughs> but like I feel like there's always those people who be like, no, you got to be great in everything you do. But I don't think that's the truth, man. I feel I feel like if you hate something with a passion you get depressed over it it doesn't give you that exciting feeling you and gotta then get it's out like,
2: of it and then it's like you, you hate it. They, they shit on you for hating it because it's like oh no you should even Dana like, White said get the fuck out of it. the
1: job you hate he got out of a bellman man uh, hotel stuff
2: yeah I gotta just uh, you gotta get out of it but then it's like take the risk then you find the people who are just like so happy and content with life it's like you could put them anywhere and they'll try to make it work that's cool and man. they'll make it work well probably. they probably smoke a lot of fucking weed I know a couple people who are like that who don't smoke weed that's awesome um
1: yeah. and i feel like at a uh, middle age we need to find new challenges that meet the uh, you know the above criteria mm-hmm. and which enable us to continue learning and growing at any age if not we are stagnant and you don't want to be stagnant because you get like depressed and like a you know like a general fatigue sets in i feel like
2: you don't get stagnant people get anger confused for passion that's words of wisdom motherfuckers guys we got a small batch of t-shirts coming it's the new, it's our new design that we had somebody make up for us which we really like so uh, be on the lookout for that it's a small batch we don't know what the, what we're doing with the first batch but we'll be getting more down the line obviously might just give them out for free at first we might sell them through the website hit us up if you're interested uh, please shout us out if you uh if you are wearing one or if you like one uh, also, if you're <laughs> friends with Locker on Facebook, everyone do not accept any friends any friend requests from me. It's all bullshit. Locker <laughs> might have got hacked. Shout out to him. And uh, you were yelling about that. I don't want you to look at my phone. At Hey Locker on Instagram, it will make your day. If you're having a bad day, you just follow at Hey Locker. It can't be worse than a nice road rage on Thanksgiving to PA. All right? So check that out. Uh, seriously, guys, keepitbasement.com, keepitbasement.com, keepitbasement.com. Can't stress that enough. Mike, what's the name of the website? What? What's the name of the
1: website? KeepItBasement.com.
2: Okay, nice. All right, guys, so uh YouTube.com slash keep for some latest Mickey clips. We got a lot of stuff on the docket, although we're stagnant with scheduling, and we got some really big fun events next month, so just stay with us. Instagram for everything latest. Uh this is keep it basement with Mike Sweeney, Tom zappia Alex Nicholas, Sam Breitstein, and uh Taylor Cop. Just kidding. Uh <laughs> Hater. Nah, I love that guy. Even though i never met him. Wait, uh, we're done? Yeah, what else you got? You got more?
1: Well, I want to talk to it. Sean Kelly about it because he's an entrepreneur. But how do you define finding value? Like, how do you bring value to something? Uh,
2: how do you? Could we just? I feel like we jerk around the same topics. Like, it's the same. Shit. But do you know what? You got to ask the shit to entrepreneurs, guys who make a bunch of money. True.
1: You know what's interesting? They told me the entrepreneurs to keep reposting your content that gets a lot of views and talk about the same thing because a lot of your new listeners That's don't go. A lot of your new, a lot of your new listeners don't go back for years of your old stuff. They only listen the next the yeah. six months in or like the caller daddy stuff or I the say, recent I tell that to You
2: all the time. That's why I say post nonstop. I don't care.
1: You, well, then you just said we just talk about it all the time, but it, you gotta just reiterate and also show the growth and also talk about stuff. Yeah, that's
2: true.
1: I, I just asked a simple question about value and the importance of it. Like, what do you think?
2: I think uh, I think it's easy to pr- bring value to something if you enjoy it um true you know i i can't stress enough how much in my in my daily life i see you know because i'm bitter at, at the current state of mind or currently <laughs> what i'm doing i'm bitter so people are just like think i'm a schmuck but they don't see how happy and and how much i do outside of of that like what i'm doing comedy or i'm doing podcasting it's like for you to like hate life and then go on stage and just try to make 30 people laugh you kind of have to be a little a little uh, you have to. Be bringing value in some effort or another it's or like, wired it's like if i can't be happy right now i'm gonna try to make you happy i mean that's kind of nice so, or, yeah, making
1: know, people laugh is always fun. Or having a conversation with format. a
2: podcast. There's a lot of people who have these old school minds. It's like you don't understand how much a, a genuine conversation with an entrepreneur or a porn star. Just to meet with a video friends. person without even being on air Yeah, anything. meet with a video person. Meet with someone who can help you. You can help them. You don't understand what a conversation between networking a podcast did. host and anybody else, just the, yeah, the, the simple form of networking can, can do, do local someone networks, listening anyway. You know, people start shit because they heard one conversation on a podcast. You heard one Joey Diaz episode. It's like, oh, now I'm going to go start my fucking Marble business, yeah, yeah. Um, you don't. You really don't know. And when you're stuck in a corporate world or somewhere where people are just like worried about getting that next promotion, which I'm not hating because money is everything. I get it. You got family, you got kids, you got bills. I get it. Um, just don't hate on on people when they're trying to make a, a go at what they're trying to do, whether it be they're starting up a music band or a podcast or uh, a business, you know, a clothing line, whatever it may be. Okay. Um, just so, because, because, and you, and you also don't know where they're going to be in ten years. They could be a nobody living on the streets, or they could be fucking famous.
1: That's what I told my friend. My friend was like, "Yo, like literally, our our friend groups would judge Sebastian Maniscalco right now because he was a waiter in his thirties at the Beverly Hills Hotel, making good money. I guess yeah, back then. And,
2: and Bill Burr was sleeping on a futon in his thirties, and and,
1: yeah, and then he was doing comedy in and out of spots at the uh, where's that place in Cali? Yeah, we got a brain store. Yeah, comedy store. And comedy uh, it's very interesting though. But um, no, yeah, the value question is interesting. I don't want to answer my own questions like a douchebag. I guess I will. No, I'm kidding. But like, nah, yeah, you could bring value in multiple ways, connecting people's stuff, and just like it's cool, like uh, learn, like learning different things, connecting with people, becoming friends with people in the entertainment industry, music industry, podcast industry, you know, fighting industry, everything. It's, mm-hmm. it's just cool to network and connect, and everything like connects. Being that like middleman, helping other people get connections, helping out, it's it's a good feeling for me. It's kind of like uh, making people laugh on stage, you know.
2: That's the thing. You're supposed to get feeling and fulfillment from going oh, yeah, to your yeah.
1: job, and 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 oh, when and, you don't, it's a killer, it's a and, crush.
2: And doing everything for the person who's above you and making massive amounts of money for a company, but then you, you get like someone like me or Mike or someone who's a creator gets more fulfillment from doing something exactly. that they like and are also good at and don't really get much of a response on it or in the beginning stages or money. The craziest shit is, but they still like it more because, but they but they still find more value in it because they like it.
1: The craziest shit is creators are so bad with money. It's like, wait, we're getting paid for this. We been doing this for free for so long i've, yeah. I've listened to a lot of interviews on howard yeah, stern yeah, on podcasts yeah. where like famous people were like comedians especially Well, you get like a fucking million dollar check you kind of feel like holy shit am i going to act differently i don't yeah. know what to do or it's like Athletes. all of a sudden you're getting like 30 grand or five g's a week or like 10 g's a show and you're like holy shit dude like i've been doing this for free my whole life and now all of a sudden i'm getting paid mm-hmm. obviously it's incrementally like you get paid differently like a couple hundred than a thousand but like once those big checks hit it's like weird for creators because like they're so used to doing shit they love for free and don't care about it, the money and it's really weird when you're a creator and people ask about money and stuff and you don't even like talk, bring it up or care about it right away and obviously you need money to survive and shit pay bills, but like for being a creator, it's always a weird situation when people are like so money hungry and you're just trying to create make people laugh or feel better or just like create content
2: yeah that's what I try to preach to people who I see the The, the, the hardest part is trying to not it's not that it's hard the most sometimes the annoying part money will come to uh, is trying to cuz you don't want to come off too preachy cuz I sometimes I, I feel like I come off like that when I'm tired of t- trying to trying to talk someone into doing something that they like so I try to stray away I from it I always do that though I try to But some people who aren't you know even if you are just money hungry or you're trying to chase the money whatever it's trying to um, it's trying to persuade people who you can see a little bit of creativity or hardcore passion or interest in from to go expedite that and do something on that rather than just coming back to their job or going back home and, you know, living the same life where they got the guaranteed paycheck... Instead of going out and maybe freelancing to be a uh, beauty stylist for somebody or do social media for a small business or whatever it may be, that's why I'm about to fucking go ham on this Upwork account. So hit me up on that because I'll write you the best comedy in the world, baby. But I, but I,
1: I, get it too because like at the same time, like say if you're going to mechanic school to become a mechanic and make a two hundred thousand dollars a year because you like fixing cars and you want to make a profession out of it, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. At the same time, you could be working at BJ's Wholesale Club to pay the bills. So like I understand yeah. that part of the misery of that. And with every struggle and every great thing is misery. Like Bill Burr sleeping on the couch, Sebastian Maniscalco working as a waiter, just working these odd jobs to get by to supplement the income. Yeah, and also, or you could do the or you could do the office life and make that nine to five money, even though you hate it, and still do your thing on the side, or just do a job, bartending or waitress waitering. You know, you know the deal. These comedians who listen know the deal.
2: And on. yeah, don't. And guys, great power comes with great responsibility. Is that the Spider Man quote. Yeah, and okay. a, and
1: then the joke was and a big light
2: bill. And a big what? Light bill. Oh, I get
1: it. A great power grids becomes great responsibility and like a, an electric
2: electric electric bill. Yeah, light bill, yeah. Light
1: bill. Also, playing. we have no light on right now in the main <laughs> podcast headquarters, so it's <laughs> weird.
2: We're officially changing the name of the basement to the podcast ba- podcast headquarters. Keep, <laughs> keep it basement. basement headquarters. Keep
1: it basement production is on the, all the podcast platforms now. Well, you know how you say Mike Sweens and Sam used to say, bro, there's some professionals. It's Mike Sweens. Now it says Keep basement productions. When did you do that? I did it, baby.
2: <laughs> nice teeth. So it's on like SoundCloud and shit? Everywhere. I still see the Sweens everywhere.
1: Everywhere. No, no. In the yeah, you're an idiot. You don't look at the fine print details on on Apple. It gives like where you created and stuff. But um, yeah, no. know yeah, to end it, the passion or profit shit. Like I always talk about. I told you that I've interviewed like all these people, right? All these people, and they were a lot of them were broke in their 30s, didn't know what they were doing, but always had that vision. They didn't know if it was gonna come, but they had that vision, and they worked hard, and they got their tra- they got their chance, and they did well with it. Because majority of people that I've interviewed. Uh, you know the deal. Radio personalities, best-selling authors, grammy nominee artists, Charlemagne, DJ Envy, Dej Low, fucking all these people who make a ton of money now in hip-hop industry, in the comedian comedy industry. I told you they said that passion over profit, and it was always passion over profit, and the money never came right away. And then it would start to come, and then it got good for them. And I think only like one person said profit and I don't even think he's rapping anymore. Not to be a hater. I'll never say the name cause I'm not dick like that, but like, that. but like the one person who said profit, no, the one person who said, I think he passed away, didn't he? Oh, R.I.P. Right, Is You're it the dude who looks like a, uh, no, not, it fan? was just like rap, some rapper that no one will know about because he's not big and uh, not to be a hater. I'm just saying that one person who said profit and he was acting like a hustler and shit. Maybe he's a hustler in the streets. I don't know. I don't want to get shot, but he said profits more important than passion. Everyone else that I fucking interviewed literally said passion over profit. That I could think of, yeah. that's successful as fuck.
2: Also, just to wrap up, I guess the last thing that can make you nuts—that makes me nuts at least—because let's be honest, like we don't, I, I don't make a lot of money right now off podcasting comedy. I do sporadically here and there, but then you, like, the thing that should get you off your ass the most first should be passion. Obviously, we just went over that. Or having Secondly, a purpose. Secondly, is seeing like, all why? these people who just make millions of dollars on YouTube and it's like hey it's, it's yeah. harder than it looks it shows or, why comedians should use social media or, to their advantage or not even YouTube make millions off YouTube from playing from playing um Twitch uh, what is it called T- video games on Twitch having a premium Snapchat you hear about that having a premium Snapchat and, cook, premium and, Snapchat. and cooking maybe flashing your that. tits a little bit here and there for 20 bucks or the people who are freaking uh, freelancing out work on Fiverr or Upwork or you know or yeah, girls yeah, yeah, yeah. who are girls who are DMing nudes for 50 bucks hey yo you gotta get your money get your money yeah okay all that shit should make you want to do like not have to be want to make you want to do what you want to do to get paid. For. Sometimes
1: it takes time to do that things, and people are lazy where a they want the time. easy Look job. They want the easy job being a delivery driver, and they want to just run around, and be dumb, sh- do dumb shit instead of making an account of freelance and doing work on podcasts and radio I stuff. Go a little harder on the freelance, and then also. I wanted to bring up you brought up a great topic with Titch how that's kind of the future the Raiders have a partnership with Twitch now in the stadium where there's there's gonna be a Twitch there's there's gonna be a Twitch tournament in the new Raiders stadium in Vegas definitely and they it, have that already there's, there's something going on with a, there's a video gaming industry and it's going to be affiliated with in the Raiders uh, facility because you know Vegas is wild like that and they're all like and there's 13
2: everything. year olds out there making millions off video games I mean doesn't that push you a little bit to get off your fat ass even and my, I got a fat ass even so my, my niece was I'm
1: saying like yeah yeah you're a YouTube agent like this even person my, niece, my, my niece
2: just wants to be a famous YouTuber and make a YouTube page she's nine she if she started now, she probably could. That's all she wants to do. She basically is started already.
1: That's my whole thing, dude. It's like, I don't look at it as like, I want to be a famous YouTuber. It's like, I want to make people laugh and feel good. What's the difference of being a comedian? You're In a way, you're making people feel better, if not a large audience, yeah, you know? True. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. Motivation, inspiration, fuel the fire. Jay-Z stated before a wise man told me, don't argue with fools because people from a distance can't tell who to.
2: That's very true. Yeah,
1: so that's why I don't argue back with you. No, but seriously, that's why like sometimes it's not even worth the energy of... Replying back to an email saying, fuck you, or saying, you lied about this. But then Chris Rock posts somehow. It's like sometimes you no, just gotta it let it out. Could work at
2: the end though, because sometimes getting that response from that is nice. But a lot of times you won't get it. But like, I'm, yeah, you I'm, just get blacklisted. Because I'm thinking of someone where we if we do the response, I think they might respond, but we'll also probably just get blacklisted. <laughs> yeah. But probably. we're gonna block. The, the whole key is to blacklist them before they can blacklist you, baby.
1: I know. That's what I'm saying. Fuck them all. That's the eight mile. I mean, eight mile theory. Like you screenshotted a picture of me recently that looks stupid with dick out. I posted it myself. I said done, fuck it. I've
2: done the exact same thing because you freaking screenshotted a naked baby picture of me, which I still, which I want you to post because I. Look cute I as don't fuck. know. I don't have that. Seriously, I look cute as fuck, so I would. I don't give a fuck. That's the Eminem eight knew mile p- theory. I knew. Like, gonna, I'll make fun of myself before anyone does. No, That's I, what I do in interviews. I knew you were gonna post that. Vision board, Mickey Gall, porn star stuff. I make fun of myself. I knew you're gonna post that. Cut off, man. I just, I just did it just in case to have the ammo, and I wasn't gonna do it right away. I was gonna do it like six months from now. That's the whole point. I do that.
1: I do. Still, you screenshot. I'll just post it myself. Fuck it, Eminem eight mile theory. Anything you could do, I'll do it myself first and make fun of myself. I don't give a fuck. The
2: whole joke is when we send each other fucking snaps and shit and photos anyway. The whole point is because like down the line for content we're. I gonna repost each other because we make fun of each other all the time, and you make me want to kill your, kill you. So weird for
1: creators because
2: like, what are you filming <laughs> on?
1: Looks like shit. We're in the dark. It's dark. You know? <laughs> I know. Just so you know, there's a light. To I gotta that. fix the light.
2: Um, um, anything else, Mike? Since you have so much fucking crap,
1: I got so much shit.
2: We gotta get a pod going this week. We got Mark Hernandez on the docket. We got people coming up. We got fucking Strix Media live podcast. We got Exotica. We got hopefully Steel Pipe Chrissy Deal. Let me do a little podcast when, I'm, when he's playing Jersey in a couple weeks. Uh, I'm doing a wedding with Raph next week. All right. I'm fucking. I got. I got to see the Joker. But still gotta create content. So like definitely
1: uh, merch, more YouTube videos, merch, more giveaways, fan coming. interactions, more Angelo, comedy material. Our good friend Angelo, very good. fan. Tell that funny it's, story. He wants a, uh, he wants a
2: sleeve of stickers. He literally wants a sleeve. Tell the stickers. tell He's the like, tell the funny story. He's like, yo, if you guys got any stickers, let me get a sleeve. I'll, I'll promote those hard. Everybody's hit me up for a shirt. They're very expensive, mind you. So please, I'll try to get anyone I can. We do want to give some. To oh some, no! Here's what we're gonna to some do. Some we're had gonna had do well. a donation.
1: You could. G- we'll give you the shirt. You give any amount you want to give us. Well, it
2: depends because they're gonna be coming in in small spurts. I'm only ordered a small batch gotcha. this first time. That's what Nipsey
1: Hussle did on the mixtapes. R.I.P. Way yeah. back in the day. Um, you could buy his mixtape for like 150 or like I think it was like actually more money. I'm not sure. Jay Z bought a lot. Yeah. Or but, you get it for free on Angel- that oh,
2: oh, let me plug Angelo's show because Angelo and Jack Steiger have a are, show. Are coming gonna, up. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna include right now. Okay. That. Okay. Uh, shout out to the Beach House Brewery. I literally sent you back, dude. Um, Beach House Brewery in Belmar. Jack Steiger and Angelo Gingerelli and Joey B are hosting a comedy show there September 20th. That's a brewery where uh, live comedy. I know our boy LaMare Lee and Ryan Barry are on the show, I believe. So check that out. Segwaying into Angelo asking me for Keep your Basement stickers, which I have a lot of sleeves of. So if you got anybody wants a sticker to put anywhere to promote, hit me up. Reach out to us on Instagram. Again, I can't stress this enough. DM us on Instagram. DM us on our personal. Message us through the website. Fucking message us anywhere. And we'll find it, and we'll promote, and we will I'll get you what you want. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but Angelo <laughs> has been... Anytime I see Angelo on the stand-up scene at Open Mics... He, Shout out to Angelo. He's, he's got to come back on. He's cool. He we got to have some repeat guests. He, re, he reiterates to me every time that he listens to every single episode when they come That's out. That's real shit. And he, was, he never promotes it, though, for he me. He was for a long time listening to it in his car while he would drive his kid to school. This is legendary. And which we obviously... Do cover some inappropriate topics and have a fleshlight, Shout out the fleshlight. on the podcast Um and he then would get response from his daughter saying, Daddy, what's a fleshlight? So he kind of had to stop doing that and now can only listen to it solo. So, Angelo, sorry about that. Um, hopefully, sh- sh- she won't know what it is ever. But just to, so you know, thank you, Angelo, for supporting us. We got our day one locals, comics, non comics, Joanne Sweeney's, kind of, whoever else <laughs> that do support us. So, Angelo, thank you for that. Hit us up for stickers, hit us up for t shirts. We got shit coming. We got a live pod coming in Morristown, New Jersey. If you're going to be local, I'm scared hit of Facebook. Hit us up about that. We'll hook you up with a coupon Discount for discounted tickets. We'll hook you up with a coupon code for discounted tickets. Okay, T-shirts and the website. I can't stress it enough. Keepabasement dot guys. Thank you again. We are out. I wasn't Shout out to even Alex done. And Sam. I wasn't Mike, even done. Mike, any closing remarks? Because we've closed about eight fucking. I was just times gonna say
1: now. social media giveaways, incorporating the fans into things, getting new fans, uh, interviews with big names, but also supporting the local movements and entertainment. Uh, a lot of people tell us to interview big names to get more of an audience. Uh, I, but I fuck with people who fuck with us, obviously, and yeah. That's it. Networking. All you right. Know. That's it. Keep it basement or dope don't
2: spoil. YouTube.com slash keep basement, keep More stuff come and follow us on IG, please, at Keep a Basement. Thank you. He's killing it, fucking man. Dude, you want a Fleshlight? Fuck yeah, I want a Fleshlight. Yeah, take one, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, You got him a a fucking Fleshlight, right? That's right, yes. I've been eyeing these up. Shouts out to our
1: sponsor. We welcome the newest sponsor of the podcast, Fleshlight. Fleshlight is the number one male sex toy in the world, with its soft, real-feel insert patented to be so lifelike that many have proclaimed it feels better than the real thing. While there is no substitute for a real woman, amazing inner textures and over 100 possible combinations to choose from, we all have to work a little harder to keep up. Fleshlights offer an adjustable cap to control the desired suction level you prefer, as well as a channeled sleeve, able to stretch in order to accommodate the repeated discomfort of your girth. Easy to clean and durable, Fleshlight is your number one choice brand for male sex toys. Fleshlight. Also offers flesh skins, sleeves, anal toys, and accessories, including lube, mounts, cases, sleeve warmers, vibrators, and more. For more information, search Fleshlight on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or visit www.fleshlight.com. This is the Keep It Based Podcast. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to us. Also on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes Music, Laughable, and wherever else you could listen to us and view us. Thank you for tuning in.
2: Check out dankstop.com. We have the biggest selection of bongs, vaporizers, accessories, anything that you're looking for in the smoking industry. Use promo code BE Awesome. That's uh, B E Awesome, A W E S O M E. One word, put it together, no spaces. That's for 15% off. Check us out. Uh, stay tuned for a giveaway that we're doing with Keep It Basement. Shout out, Keep It Basement. You guys were awesome. And hopefully we speak again soon. Thank you, Louis. Shout out to Dank Yo, this is Sean Kelly. You're listening to... Fox. <laughs> 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 Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you staring at me? I'm not. You're, You're literally stare stare on staring at <laughs> me. <laughs> me. Yo, this is Sean Kelly, founder of Jersey chips. <laughs> Sam. I'm not looking at you, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Yo, this is Sean Kelly, founder of Jersey Champs, and you're listening to Keep It Basement. Uh, oh, I would love to tell you, I would love to tell you that, basically, uh, Mike Sweeney, the head president, CEO of Keep It Basement, fully admitted- At least you know it.
1: Keep it fucking moving. Um. Porn sex it's like 45 minutes an hour, but like, real sex is like 20 minutes. Well, maybe for me, I guess. Try like three or four hours. Uh, Hour and 45 minutes? What the fuck? I mean, it's four hours a words of wisdom here.
2: Always use a condom, and if you don't use a condom, make sure you got, like, really strong pull-out game, okay? <laughs>
1: pull-out game week. Yeah, wear a condom. Are you nuts? I have two hairless cats. I have one, too. Can you get laid whenever with a bunch of options? How thirsty are your DMs? It's pretty lit. I ain't got Instagram, I don't got Tweeters, I don't got nothing. A younger guy pick up a, a woman who's older than him.
0: That's a really great question. How could I approach you and take you back to my room if we were sitting at a bar?
1: You ask too many fucking questions. Don't ask no fucking questions do funny guys get laid more? Oh, yeah, definitely. Would you did a uh, guy with a small penis? Like, how small? <laughs> How's, how big's your penis? Like, four inches.
2: How funny are you? Then you put that video on fucking Worldstar. I hit the thing, it's YouTube. Fuck me up more. Sick of it. Stay down in the cellar and shut the fuck up. Just keep it basement podcast it basement. description.
1: Find Keep It Basement with the Sweens wherever you get your podcast with host Tom Zafia and Alex Nicholas.
2: Please make that a permanent drop in every episode. I scold them myself. Keep It Basement podcast. We out. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports, Stealth Mode Motorsports, it's a fucking read-through, what am I supposed to be? Act interested. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports, yeah! Stealth Mode Motorsports serves worldwide motorcycle enthusiasts, racers, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and custom builders with the highest quality (laughs) quality OEM parts for Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, and Ducati, super sport motorcycle models. We buy and sell used motorcycles as well. Based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, StealthModeBikes.com. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Motorsports. Need an engine for a car? We supply engines to race teams all over the world. Lay your bike down and don't want to pay dealer pricing? Contact us for a fraction of dealer prices. Specializing in Yamaha R1 and R6, GSXR 600, 750,000. ZX6R, ZX10R, and CBR1000RR, late model years. All current inventory can be found on our eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash stealth mode motorsports. Check them out. What do you want to do? You want to go to the shitbag comedy show and then maybe try to roll through stress? Guys, follow your dreams and listen to Keep of basement rate subscribe. Thanks, guys. Peace. Just
1: masturbate if all else fails. Peace. job in California.
2: You don't like it? Fuck it. You get on a plane, fly home. That's it. Take a chance. Four minutes at at the at the at the Comedy club in New Brunswick. Four minutes might turn into a, a spot on the Jimmy Kimball Tonight Show. You never know. You got to try it. You just can't stay on a safe route. Because then you're going to end up being kind of bitter when you get older.
0: But you didn't take no chances. And that's it. That's my few on things.